0: Holy are the shade Hey brother, pour the wine Drink the drink
1: that I have made. Hey brother, pour the wine Tell you why the day Holy is fuck. And welcome the to Papa Giorgio's Drunk after Dark Speakeasy podcast, special guest star edition. How was
2: that? That was pretty good.
1: right? Right That, sounds,
2: that sounds pretty exciting.
1: I know, yeah. I'm excited as yeah. well. All right, guys, this is a new experience. We have a guest on the show who has introduced me to, well, let's just say creation of certain holes that (laughs) uh, I had not expected to, to, to experience at this point. We're joined by Mike Riley. Mike Riley is a certified gun safety expert. Is that a fair way of describing
2: it? It's Are, good. I just you know, I refer to myself as a firearms professional.
1: A firearms professional, and you know, you, you might you might not know about this uh, this about Papa Giorgio, but Papa Giorgio has never shot a gun. Papa Giorgio has never fired a rifle, a handgun, a shotgun, and I don't know if I'm actually Papa Giorgio. <laughs> this is all kind of new on the Papa Giorgio hmm. speak. Drink Drunk After Dark Speakey's podcast.
3: Papa
2: Giorgio would never wear that shirt
3: either, but we're not
1: talking
2: about that, Greg. Did Papa Giorgio always refer to himself in the third person? <laughs> Papa Giorgio is not sure yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, you know, maybe Papa yeah. Giorgio
2: will. Yeah, yeah, it is a Papa maybe.
3: Giorgio shirt. I, I, yeah. This is it's a fantastic shirt. Yeah.
1: Newkirk, our in-house coctologist, <laughs> is on hand, and he is pouring liquor. Just, just plain, neat bourbon. Correct? The Old, the old Forrester uh, 86
3: proof because they have many different uh, batches.
1: Awesome. 86 proof, which is uh, eh, fairly straight shooting. It, it's also
3: part of the marketing as well. That's how you know which bourbon you're drinking is it's the 86. It's the only one in the lineup that's specifically this proof.
1: Hmm. Fair enough.
3: They, they launched like a year and a half ago. There's like 15 of them now. It's
1: crazy. It is It is interesting. And we're all going to have a quick sip and give our thoughts because, Mike, you had an interesting thought. We did, of course, do an introductory shot uh, mm-hmm. before anything. But what I was going to say is, one, the shirt, I have to tell you, I've had this shirt for like 18 <laughs> to 20 years, and it's my traditional ringing in a fall shirt. I wear it like maybe twice a year.
3: I, th- I thought it was your, your
1: shooting gun shirt all of a sudden. Well, I thought it would be good for shooting. Yeah. Back to the important issue. So Mike, for the first time, has brought me out, and I have fired a variety of guns and gotten some gun training, uh, safety training as well. And what we – this was literally just done. I mean you can probably still smell the powder on my fingers. Mm -hmm. Newkirk, you want to smell my fingers? Mm. Next time. Okay, fair enough.
2: And, he was alone uh, in the car for a while. So <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fingers already been smell, bro. Ill. <laughs> <Ew.
3: laughs>
1: Fair enough. All right, so I've uh, so we're going to talk about the uh, the fire train, the firearms training and shooting, uh, and uh, some other interesting things about uh, about about gunplay. Mm-hmm. Should I call it gunplay?
2: Yeah, well, you can, but no. Okay, no, probably not.
1: <laughs> Mike, so. by the way, I just by way, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are wondering where this is going to go. I got to say. Riley, you are – he's a great guy, tremendous amount of knowledge,
2: pretty reasonable – Pretty reasonable. In yeah. German. That, that hasn't been said often. Yeah, because okay. yeah. So, yeah, so. he's got the gun. Like, yeah. Of course right. we're going to say re- reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he is
1: armed and we're in a yeah. fucking you know,
2: yeah, carpeted. No, no, you're totally reasonable. No, A lot of people would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you only shot him five times. Yeah, I mean, right. seriously, you still had yeah. three bullets. Seemed, <laughs> seemed totally reasonable. All the witnesses agreed at the time. <laughs>
1: I mentioned guest star, and our guest star this evening, in addition to Mike, is friend of the show... Artist extraordinaire, Jonathan. I paint a lot. Gerber, is that <laughs> you? Got to work on that
4: Something. nickname. Uh,
1: there's, no,
5: uh, there's, no there's no nothing. There's no There's It's just it's a
1: John. John Gerber.
5: I like. I don't mind Jonathan.
1: Are you are you technically Jonathan or were you no, John?
3: H N.
5: Yeah, boring. Oh really? Yeah. No son. No. I kind of like Jonathan better, but
3: I didn't get that. Really? No. I got a friend growing up. his, uh, his mom called him Joe Nathan. But we all call him Jonathan. That's kind of nice. Yeah. It's stupid. Come on. It was spelt like Jonathan, but he called him Joe Nathan.
1: Is that like a Joe Southern Nathan?
3: thing? No, it was a dumb Milwaukee That's thing. Like, is that like Topher for Christopher? That's yeah, people, probably. they don't spell so good. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I used to call my buddy in high school Topher, Chris Topher. I don't mind that. I thought I invented it. Turns out somebody got there before me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk oh. about shooting. Sure. We went out this afternoon. We started around noon. To the Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake, Minnesota. Right. Huge compound, by the way.
2: Yeah, uh, Horse and Hunt's been around for a long time. It's definitely a staple in the Twin Cities, and a great place to go not only to shoot, but it's a great place to go to sh- uh, probably one of the best sporting clays in the country. Mm-hmm. And then they have a bunch of great hunting fields. So if you ever want to go out and experience what it's like to go out pheasant hunting but don't have uh, the time or to train a dog or to go someplace where they're Find a lot of pheasants in South Dakota or something along those lines. Uh-huh. Uh, go out to horse and hunt. They put some birds out in the field. Uh, get a sense of it, and it's it's a lot of fun.
1: Really? Yeah. Interesting. And you're shooting with a shotgun, I would presume. Yes. Rather yep.
2: than say the AR-15. That, no, yeah. Uh, the firing. Yeah, they there. don't they don't like it when you start uh, shooting at the pheasants with the <laughs> AR. But, <yeah. laughs> it's just too goddamn. And the, and the why is. <laughs> Bullets travel a long ways, so if you start spraying them and they're not going into a backstop or a berm, uh, they start landing in people's yards. Now, they don't necessarily hurt anybody because they're just falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. It's just like heavy lead or, you know, hail, right? But it definitely freaks people out when bullets are falling on their lawn. You know, yeah.
1: you can't blame people for that.
2: No. No. Nope. Yeah. No, I'd get freaked out, too. Mm-hmm. And, but if you could shoot a pheasant with an AR, that'd be an impressive shot, too. Really? That would be, yeah, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty cool.
1: <laughs> All right, now we've just put that idea. In yeah, was that a time. challenge? Geez, yeah, I know,
2: right? I'm I'm thinking people have had the idea before. It's not like we're <laughs> not like we're creating new monsters. It's. Just... <laughs>
1: However, the golf ball attachment The golf ball attachment had. is very
2: fun. Yep.
1: So had a, he had this, uh, this uh, it looked like a soup can, yep. which is, of course, a weapon in and of itself. Right. Um, that you screw down to the front, loaded a golf ball. Yep. He said on a solid a trajectory, you can send that golf ball 300 yards. Yeah, it,
2: it's, like, it's like having Tiger Woods drive for you. Seriously. Yep. Uh, Not driving a car because he isn't great at that, but driving a golf <laughs> ball.
3: Excellent. It, it was like an upgraded potato gun. Yeah, just a little, yep.
2: more, little more firepower. Yep. Yeah. And you, by the way,
1: you guys did that out uh, at a golf course at one point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've done it at charity, charity events before, so if people come up and pay you twenty bucks to drive your ball for three hundred yards.
3: Yeah. No how good? No how good, good are you? Panics panics right? uh, oh, with the AR fifteen
2: on the golf course. Do you get uh, a good solid spin? Uh, well, you know, it's, <laughs> you don't put, you can't put any backspin on it, so you know, you're pretty much, you're not trying to, you're just trying to get distance. But you, you know, it's funny because we did it, we did at bear path, and I thought bear path would be the one place where people would freak out, but um, you know, no, they were fine. Nobody nobody said anything. I get to see somebody posting it on social media and in the news like,
3: man goes crazy on a golf course yeah, with yeah. AR-15 and yeah. shooting a fucking golf yeah. ball. A pink one at that. Yeah, nobody killed
1: yeah. or I did. wounded. Kudos yeah. to me, by the way. He yeah. asks for, a, does anybody have a golf ball? Yeah. And I got a golf bat, my golf bag in the back of the truck. And not only that, but a pink Volvic ball yeah. that I had found on the course.
2: The other yeah, day. and that was kind of fun because that thing, had, you know, bedded itself into the back berm. <laughs> so I was thinking, it's like, you know, this might be a decent non-lethal, you know, if you... <laughs> I wasn't trying to kill you. The ball's pink, dummy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. However, I would like to point out you forgot to scream four.
2: Yes, that's
1: true. And and I you, don't want to, you yeah. know, the etiquette. Yeah. Unlike I, who kept shout, screaming four every time I shot the gun, yeah. which I thought was yeah. solid and something yeah. you guys should do.: You wanted to let people down range now. Yeah. yeah. Can exactly. We, can we
3: touch down while you had green balls in your, or, purple, or pink balls in your bag? Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that story. I, I you mean, I... we're you know on Papa Giorgio right now. It's a fun story. That's a fair enough.
2: Yeah, we're, we're four minutes in and we're already into. You've got pink balls in your bag.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: We've only had one drink. Is, really, I don't see how this can go wrong. Yep. and again, Mike's armed. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the final episode of yeah. Papa Giorgio, <laughs> after dark, speak easy podcast. I carry pink balls in my car, in my. I shouldn't even tell this because it's. I guess someone will accuse me of being sexist and things, but. The truth is I, I carry the pink ball – a couple pink balls and when I'm playing really, really badly, I trade out my regular balls, which by the way now are, are neon red because they're so easy to find. It's so nice mm-hmm. uh, with a pink ball just as a reminder that
2: I'm not playing a manly game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is that a nice way of playing that?
2: Yes. Yeah. So Thank I was you. on the last show. That's great. <laughs>
1: He had a special role on the last
2: show. You know, it, so many times. I've been People's Farewell episode. It's uh, <laughs> I'm over. usually the last
3: boyfriend before she gets married, I understand. Yeah. I get it.
1: But the guns. Uh, let's talk about the guns. So, all right. We're going to start here. I've never fired a handgun before. Right. So, you started immediately with a discussion of how to hold that gun. Right. And I believe one of the first things you said was, everything you've ever seen on TV or in the movies is wrong.
2: Pretty much, yep. All right.
1: Pretty much. What is – can you describe for our radio listening audience the proper hold of <laughs> a pistol?
2: Sure. If you will. Right. So when I'm, On that when I'm teaching somebody how to handle a firearm, most of the times when people talk about the safety of a firearm, there's four golden rules. And any you're around guns, you'll see this. Don't point the weapon at anything you don't want to destroy. Finger off the trigger. Know your target. What's beyond it? Treat all weapons as though they're loaded. And you hear it a million times. Most people teach this as a rote memorization that you're just supposed to remember. But the truth is, is most of the people I'm working with who are getting a, who have a handgun are doing so because they want to be able to defend themselves or their family.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you ever have to defend yourself, your, yourself and your family. Right. I mean, this is going to be a poop in the pants moment. And I believe that was you, another statement. You yeah. have to learn to run with poop in my pants. Yeah. You still need to be safe with the firearm. Even if you mm-hmm. plan on being incredibly dangerous to one person, you have to be safe to everybody else. So when I start teaching safety, I'm going to teach you. Physical mechanics and how you pick up the gun, how you interact with that gun, how that gun is positioned to your body. We also go into how the gun is staged, how the gun is stored, how you would draw the weapon. All of those things have to factor into that safety. So safety isn't just something you learn. Safety needs to be something you practice, that you physically practice, so it becomes muscle memory the same way that everything else you'd have to do with the firearm is muscle memory.
1: Because by the very nature of this situation, you're going to be overwhelmed with adrenaline. Right. And when you're overwhelmed with adrenaline, you're instinct-based. Yeah. And if you haven't developed that muscle memory, you can find yourself in a dangerous situation. Yeah.
4: will,
2: so. Yeah. People will do what they've been trained to do. Uh, And so if you haven't been trained at all, that's Mm -hmm. probably what you'll do is nothing at all. Yeah. Or worse. Worse, right? I mean, it's. It's interesting when you watch videos of, like, uh, these mass bombings or panics or something, you'll see people who, like, run backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they'll appear in the camera, like, three or four times. <laughs> yes, this is right? true. It, mm-hmm. This person is panicking, mm-hmm. right? Or somebody is just standing still
4: mm-hmm. or
2: looking around. Like, no, nah, nothing could be possibly happening. It's like people in burning buildings who are found under beds or in closets. Yeah. Right? That's a panic response.
1: And there's also i mean the people who free i mean it used to be fight or flight, right, right? but then they've adapted it, and it 's true fight flight or, free, or freeze yes, and you know i don 't understand exactly what evolutionary purpose freeze worked for
2: yeah i can i I, I can explain that pretty easily go ahead so it's, and it 's actually freeze posture submit hmm. uh, are the three things fight or flight are are no are trained and taught behaviors freeze posture submit Do you really have to f- train someone to fly yeah, you bet because Freeze, posture, or submit are the three most common things mm-hmm. that mammals on Earth do when confronted with interspecies violence. Mm-hmm. So, for example, two dogs meet. One dog wants to be in charge. It mm-hmm. growls. What does the other dog do? It's going to freeze, posture, or submit. Those are the first things. That, those are the first three things that it's going to do. Fight is because it thinks it can win. Right? Mm-hmm. Run is because it's certain it can't mm-hmm. and won't be accepted. Mm-hmm. So, freeze, posture, and submit are the things you do. Running, so, that's
1: that moment yeah. of of decision making, is yes. what you're saying.
2: Right? And it's fair. You know, and just and just giving up, right? Which is kind of what freeze, posture, and submit is, mm-hmm. right? So, in, there are three very different things, right? Freeze is you just freeze, you don't move, right? You can see a rabbit do it any day of the week. Go walking down the street with a flashlight, put a flashlight on them and watch. They will freeze, mm-hmm. right? They're freezing. They're thinking, if I don't move, you won't see me, mm-hmm. right? Posture is when you get big, right? Mm-hmm. Puff your chest out, mm-hmm. okay? Posture is just another sign. It's not a sign that you're going to go to fight. It's a sign that you're trying to hope your bluff works, mm-hmm. right, or submit, show your belly, mm-hmm. right?
1: So the freeze point, though, within freeze, flight, Well, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. It's a great observation. Freeze is always the first moment. Freeze is what? Unless you're trained yeah, freeze, otherwise. Yeah, unless
2: you've trained otherwise, freeze is pretty much what people do because they're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, fight or flight, again, it's, it's a trained thing, and particularly fighting. Right. If your first response is to fight, something's happened in your life to make you that way. Right. It wasn't just an accident. Or you know, I there's. Got a,
1: I got a buddy. Burwanger
2: okay. is his name. Burwanger.
1: One of the best names ever to scream yeah. in yeah. anger. I used yeah. to drive by his house and scream it out. Yeah. Burwanger! Yeah. But we were having a similar conversation. Now, Burwanger, I should mention, is what I like to call an ogre American.
2: Okay, yep. You know,
1: he's, he's like he's six track. and a half feet yeah. 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 tall yeah. and he's just massive and, yeah. and stuff. And we were having a similar conversation, and he said that whenever he's been in, his first instinct is always to attack, to always yeah. engage. Now, when you are bigger than almost other people around you, is that potentially a natural response for that person?
2: You know, potentially, but it also is, you know, not necessarily the right response either, right? You know, and it's it's always like, well, that's your first response because you'll usually win. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your first response to somebody who has a firearm or somebody who you think will beat you? Ah, you know, so you know is, is, that, point. is that what's going on? And, you know, we got to separate this, too, because one of the things when we talk about those responses, fight, flight, posture, submit, all of those things— we tend to think about it as a known quantity, right mm-hmm. like you know we're going to fight at three o'clock at the railroad tracks, right, so at three o'clock we're showing up, I've gone through all the fight flight all of all of those emotions for you know the hours leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Violence is different in that there's no lead up to it it's It's instantaneous, mm-hmm. right It goes from your life goes from being normal three two one to being completely different will never be the same again. Mm-hmm. So when we look at the immediacy of violence, at the speed that violence happens to people, then we start talking about how important these reactions are. Because I'll, I'll tell my students who have trained with me a lot, who've done my close quarter combat classes, who've done draw classes, uh, these are people who should be able to clear their cover, break a gun out of the holster, and, and put a round on target in, in like half a second, hmm. right? I mean, these are people who have who put, some, put the effort in. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell them, you do all of this, and you train properly, you do some competitions, right, to really help work on your stress response, how much faster will this make you than the average person? And a lot of people go, well, you know, I'll be a lot faster. I go, no, you'll be a fraction of a second faster. That's all the faster you're going to be, you know. But, but now, that's also all you need. Well, you know, I follow it up with, you know, who's the fastest swimmer in the world? Who's the second fastest swimmer in the world? Michael right? Phelps and the guy yeah, who's not Michael Phelps. And the guy Phelps. who's not Michael Phelps, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a fraction of a second slower. Fraction mm-hmm. of a slower gets you a room full of silver medals. Right. Fair. Fair point. So you're
1: training for that fraction of a second. Yes. In order to achieve. I mean, but there's also great truth to the fact that, you know, you have to have a level of comfort in what you're doing. Otherwise, you will simply be completely and totally. Talking about finger placement, right, on the hand guy. So, no, no, wait, wait, wait. So when we were talking <laughs> right. about, so you were saying we, if if you, the instinct is, and a gun is designed as such, yep. to put your finger through that damn hole, right, exactly. The minute you get it.
2: So most people grab a gun uh, the first time. Most people shoot; they're nervous and they're afraid, right? They're a little uncomfortable. So when they grab a gun, what they want to do is squeeze the living crap out of that gun. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people when they first start to shoot, they're trying to make clock juice. Right? And they're just squeezing the gun.
1: I do not want to have any Glock juice. No,
2: Glock juice is pretty nasty, right? I would think so. I mean, it's not the worst thing that Austrians make, but it's, it's probably pretty bad. no um, Kirk, do you
1: think you can come up with a Glock juice cocktail for, the, for yeah. the next show?
2: I already drink it every day. Yeah. It's called Glockenspiel. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I cut you off. You were just talking yeah. about milking Glock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: milking Glock. So people are squeezing the crap out of that gun. And when, as a human, if we want to squeeze something, we wrap our thumb over our middle finger. Right, mm-hmm. and we really can squeeze hard. Mm-hmm. this doesn't actually help us shoot, so what I try to teach people is I want their thumb up because your index finger your pointer finger will line up with your thumb. So if you align your thumb high on the gun, your finger will automatically align on the slide rather than over hovering over the trigger mm-hmm. and so just it takes people a lot of muscle memory, particularly people who've shot for a long time, teaching mm-hmm. them how to do that. Keep in mind, I mean, you did something on the range today where you did you, you know you're moving at a target, you're aggressively shooting at a target. This is something that people almost never do with a firearm. I mean, I've worked with uh, law enforcement. I've worked with military who've never done that type of drill. Mm -hmm. And people who have carried guns for 20 years who've never practiced drawing the gun or have never practiced any kind of stress shooting. Those are the people who make the mistake of putting their finger on the trigger all the time because they're not used to – they've never been forced to learn something where they know they'll do it correctly even if they're under stress.
1: Fair enough. I want to point out, and by way of clarification, so uh, we're standing about 25 feet from the uh, from the target.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You've got me, you know, I think I fired off a few rounds initially. And yep. very early on, you had me. You riled me up. Yep. And then gave me direct orders to charge the target while firing that gun. Yes. That was just bizarre. Newkirk, you did that. You had mentioned as well you'd never done anything quite like no. that. no, no. And I, I, you told me to empty the fucking gun. Yep. But I left one bullet in there, which you still made me fired off, which right. I really enjoyed execution yep. style yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the target, <laughs> leaving powder marks. Yeah. Now, John, you did it as well, right? I, well, I made you. You didn't want to do the charge forward, but you did anyway, right? Yeah.
5: No, I didn't do it today. Yeah, Mike, Mike, and Mike I have sense. done it before in the past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a, it, but it's a unique experience. This is exactly what Mike was saying. I mean, I've I've um. I've shot guns for a long time, but I had never done this firing in motion
4: mm-hmm.
5: drill, and, you know, I mean, I kind of prided myself in, self in being a good shot, but what is a good shot? It doesn't really mean much at all. Right. When when it comes to, you know—
1: uh, I mean, that's another interesting— when, well,
5: Yeah, the, 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 the difference between it being like a hobby throwing, you know, throwing loud darts at a target or if you're using it as a tool to— Defend yourself. I mean, those are those are probably the two camps that shooting falls into. I mean, there's probably. I don't think that there's that's anything to really, you know, make fun of someone for if they like to shoot just to see if they can bullseye. I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't know if those are the people that should be carrying a weapon around.
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing: is is people who do that type of shooting, who do bullseye shooting, the nice thing about them is they know how to handle their weapon safely. They are shooting in competition, so they are shooting with some level of stress. Mm -hmm. And granted, yes, they're shooting slow, uh, but they are shooting, and they know their weapons. Uh, when I train people, because most of the time I'm taking people who, I, I mean, I'll, my average customer is somebody who never shot a gun before, never thought they would want a gun before, and they have a life event, mm-hmm. right? That makes them think, you know what? I'd, I'd like to have a gun. I cannot tell you how many people I've trained who are absolutely never wanted a gun, were anti-gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, something goes bump in the night, right? they are They're—, they're you know, starting to sign up for the NRA. Um, Wait,
1: you were remarking the price of ammo has gone through the roof because yep. now liberals are also buying right.
2: ammo and guns. Right. Well, this this last um, panic buy, mm-hmm. and so I'll just tell you, the gun world has been full of panic buys for, for years. Um, when I... One of the first gun shops I worked in was uh, Barack Obama just become president. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known a number of gun shops who have had literally dozens of picture of Barack Obama on the wall with you know called salesman of the month, right? I can only imagine. Yeah. So and but what was interesting about that panic and the subsequent several panics that have followed is that they've always been uh, the panic of the ants, right? So it's people who are gun people who know a little bit about guns who come in and they already have 10,000 rounds, but they really need 10,000 more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have two ARs, but they don't have a, you know, they don't have a good Sunday morning, go to, go to church <laughs> AR. Uh, you know, so, you know, <laughs> so, so they knew
1: those bonnet clips.
2: Yeah. So they knew a lot about guns and they knew about what it took to buy a gun and what the law was and all that kind of stuff. This last panic has really been the panic of the grasshoppers. Mm. And I was uh, working at a gun shop when, when COVID first hit and I called my guys aside and said, hey, look, we're going to go into a panic purchase mode the next couple of months. And it's still going on. I go, but this is going to be different because it's going to be grasshoppers. It's not going to be the ants. They're going to go over. They're going to see there's no toilet paper on, the, on Costco's shelf. They're going to come walk across the street and buy a gun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm not, is problematic I'm not, on so many I'm, levels. Not, I'm not telling you it makes it sense. It really
2: is. I'm just, I'm just telling you that that's, that's what happened. Right? I, I believe it. So you why know? are you calling them grasshoppers? Because uh, ants were already prepared and just becoming more prepared, but the grasshoppers weren't prepared at all.
1: Oh, this is the parable of the ant and the grasshopper. Yeah.
2: There it is. I yeah. forgot about really?
1: the ant and yeah. the grasshopper. Yeah. All
2: people, I thought you'd be the first one to kiss yeah. that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I can't even remember the parable of the ant and the grasshopper yeah. or something. I guess he yeah. just didn't prepare over the winter right. or summer or something. Right,
2: yep, and, that's, uh, and, and so this right. has been the panic of the grasshoppers, and it's been, you know, it's been crazy because like, you really do – I mean I want to help people understand what they're getting. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I hate it when people buy guns because they're afraid. I understand that that's what people do. You prefer when they want to inflict fear? No, I I, (laughs) I prefer (laughs) See, and that's just it. Those aren't the the two possibilities, right? I know, Uh, I had to say it. I'm (laughs) so sorry, yeah. You know, I want people to buy a weapon because they love the weapon, right? Because they want to shoot, because they want to challenge themselves, because it makes them feel more secure in their home, or because they just love them. I mean, I I don't if you want a gun to defend yourself, buy one gun. Mm-hmm. Right? Agreed. Right? But so most of the people who own so, guns. So the first own one, multiples. so maybe you should
1: give away free guns. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yep. No, first pump yep. is free.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that might be an idea. Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Let's go to commercial. Right, let's go to commercial. That. We got to <laughs> undo this one.
2: <laughs> yeah. But they, uh, you know, people have been buying guns and they haven't known why they're buying them. Mm-hmm. They haven't known what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are the folks that I really want to work with because I want to teach you how to be safe with a firearm and then teach you how to enjoy it. Hmm. Right? And, yeah.
1: And do you do – do the majority of people that are coming out now and buying uh, handguns uh, overall – I assume it's handguns or yeah. more.
2: Yep, handguns are, you know. are still the most popular. A lot of people will go – and buy a shotgun because they have some uncle who told them that that would be a good idea. It's not a good idea, but they would they'll go and do it anyways.
1: What would the thinking be behind buying a shotgun?
2: So it's a shotgun. So for for home defense, the idea is that if somebody breaks into your home, you can just you know stick the gun around the corner and it will spread out and hit everybody. And I don't Are know serious? if you, I mean, in fact, that's Joe Biden's Joe Biden's advice. He, and he's great because he says you know well. I just tell Jill. She hears something. She just fires through the balcony door first of all you called it a balcony so could you make yourself sound more like a rich white guy and then two you know it's like uh, Jesus. <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking if i if i'm you know the secret service if i'm joe biden's secret service detail i'm like hey maybe if you hear something outside your balcony door it might be us so maybe
1: you know <laughs> well, maybe they're never supposed to be up on the balcony yeah, door or something yeah you know it is an unusual case where you right. could actually have some kind of you know Paramilitary person swinging in through the balcony. Yep. it's right. why I've chosen not to have a balcony.
2: Yes, right. Or, well, or a veranda, if, or a veranda. I mean, I what if, else would if, you call a balcony? Scarface right. has taught us. <laughs> yeah, if Scarface taught us anything. <laughs> yes, or cocaine. Yes, us yeah. No balcony. That was a bad,
1: <laughs>
3: a really stupid
2: idea to have a balcony. I don't um, know.
1: The balcony worked beautifully in the end. Yeah. I mean, he never could have taken out that many
2: guys yeah, without that, the balcony. Yeah, that, that, that was the front balcony. It's the back balcony. That the guys oh, that's right. Up, they right. got in
1: through the uh, outside yeah. balcony.
2: Yeah, and he used a shotgun, so maybe that was something good too. But, it, it, you know, it's All just right. this idea that, you know, people think, oh, well, a shotgun is easier to use and stuff. Well, the reality is it's not easier to use. So, handgun mm-hmm. does is still the most common thing that people will get. hmm. The problem with it is that, you know, you have to have a permit to purchase or a permit to carry in the state of Minnesota to buy a handgun. And so many people were panic buying guns when they came up to buy a handgun. They didn't realize they needed that. I believe that. Again, it was the grasshoppers, right? Mm -hmm. And so you tell them, it's like, hey, I can't sell you a gun because you need a permit to... Purchase And it's kind of funny because I know so they... Do they ask
5: for directions to the nearest gun well, show. Well, I think that, they, I think that there's do? kind of a prevailing wisdom, too, that it's so easy. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, right. that's the news. It's like, well, it's like you can just walk in and, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a great point. You know, we should take a quick break okay. in between so we can we can butter up some advertisers there you a little go. bit. Right. When we come back, though, I want to know what I, what is the, the process for getting a gun permit and also what you think the process should be for right. getting a gun permit. This... Papa Giorgio's Drunk After Dark Speakeasy Podcast Trademark. (laughs) Stick around. And service
5: mark. Of course. You're riding
0: high in April Shot down in May
1: But I know I'm gonna change Yeah. You can can leave mine or take them off They're actually. You know what it is? Oh, you know what it is? From wearing these all day. You have such a
5: good radio voice. Yeah.
2: I have a good face for it, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is the fucking show that, that yeah uh, you're reminding me of it. it was driving me crazy. Brett, do you know when you saw Mike, do you, do, do you watch the uh, the HBO?:
3: The HBO <laughs>
1: well,
3: do they show the TikTok? Uh, the the t- HBO. <laughs> you're
1: spending all the time on the TikTok?
3: Um, but, let's
5: get get your phone number and website.
1: Oh yeah, too. yeah yeah. 100
6: percent Oh yeah, we
5: should yeah, yeah, we should do that. <coughs>
3: How's it
1: going? Yeah.
6: Good. All right I yeah, I think this, we'll is, uh, this is a good show. This is informative, yeah
1: yeah. Um, oh yeah, oh no, no, we're going
3: to give you a good solid pitch. Bert was starting to make me warm. I might say some inappropriate things because I know I can.
1: We haven't even talked about the whiskey.
3: say yeah. inappropriate things. Well, no, but now we don't have. Uh, we're not like on the air on there. So yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I you can drop whatever you want. Yeah. So, like yeah. when we're recording, like the show itself, right? We have to watch our P's and Qs. Um, and not, you no, know, no, fuck, no pussy. Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, you can say cock you, you have as long you, as you have as you're pink balls because bowl. you want to remind yourself not to be a pussy. You a pussy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I yeah. push it out on the on the description. You did. Yeah.
3: Well, God bless. God bless
4: pussy.
1: yeah all right we're done pussy galore i mean can you imagine a time when you could have had a character named pussy galore a major fucking t or motion picture
2: you're right yeah that was a
1: right Mm -hmm. quality time
2: yeah we have uh we have drifted far from our center agreed yeah agreed yeah our center was when we could have pussy
5: galore. Yeah. <laughs> that was that, that was back actually, in the pussy control days. That might have been one
2: of the most centered
3: times.
4: Then
5: we moved on to a lot of vagina. Yeah, a lot of vagina. No, we, well, fought, we found the,
3: we found the we found clit. We found the clit. The clit commander, <laughs> buddy. No. I am the clit commander. Nobody got that reference. <laughs> wow.
1: No, what was that from? Jane salad Bob strike back. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, a lot of vagina was from what? Austin awesome awesome powers. Awesome powers. Powers, that. that's right. A lot of... Uh,
3: and now, now we have the evolution, uh, which is known as wet-ass pussy. Wet-ass uh, pussy. You yeah. guys aren't familiar with this? Oh, really?
5: the big controversy, d- WAP, the song Yeah, by Cardi B's
3: Cardi new B. song.
2: It is a terrible song. Are you serious? Dead serious. That's the name
1: of the song? It's called
2: Wash. It's called Wash. Cardi B is a terrible song? <laughs> <laughs> is, you know what? I, I wish
5: that. Maybe Dan can update you
2: on the controversy. Hey Brett, you should place some
1: one-ass. I'm scared. You and I are thinking the
3: same. <laughs> <Exactly>. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. nice.
5: It was a pretty. It was a big deal. I mean, it, it was a
3: big yeah, deal. Yeah, but then you look at the wait. So, so, so is, is it that,
1: that this is what the actual song That's is? That's the lyrics. Yeah, That's it's an
3: song. acronym. And it's
4: sort of did they play us on bad. KS95? G- Definitely
1: not. F- Probably bad. not.
4: But Beat it up, nigga. Catch a yeah, large and hard. Maybe, maybe we're the fucking crew. <laughs> <fruits. laughs> we're sitting
1: here talking about <laughs> pussy galore. <laughs> and now they're singing about, apparently, the wet-ass pussies.
4: And think, it, think it's kind
0: of a <laughs> r-
5: <laughs> We've drifted far, my friend. I think it's going be a reaction to the All right, we're,
4: we're going to cut, cut this up. It has been worse. Yeah.
3: It has been worse. I muted
6: the Facebook feed for this part. It's well played. Yeah. It's one of the wrongs. Yes. She is
3: a woman has been uh, in a public forum, other than like Lil' Kim, which was back in the 90s, and that was, you know, more pictures of her vagina covered up, but whatever. Of her vagina covered up? Yeah. I there's... Doesn't, doesn't she's, everyone
5: walk down the street that
3: way? Well, she's famous for a, a cover of Vibe magazine, where she's wearing a fur coat and a bikini top, and she's squatted down, and she's doing the kind of spread eagle thing. Oh, yeah. It was like the first time a woman had, had taken control of the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the man's stance, of the, oh, the wide leg.
2: Um, uh, she was, you know...
3: She was man-spreading. But she yeah,
2: Ladywood shit. Yeah. Ladywood. Yeah. No, I remember that. That was a really empowering moment. Told- <laughs> Speaking on behalf of all pussies.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I went and bought an AR that day. Yeah.
2: There's lots of little girls who, before that moment, lived one way. After that moment, lived a different way. It was... Game changer.
1: Was this before or after the days of the Tinder? Ah,
2: yeah. uh, well, man, we're in the days of the Tinder. Oh, the that's, Tinder.
3: That's why you're hoping to swipe
1: that white-ass white, white pussy.
5: The days of Tinder, it sounds like a good the song. Days,
1: that is a great-ass fucking days Ernest Hemingway-esque. T- the days of Tinder. The days the of, days of yeah, yeah. Tinder.
2: How would Ernest we Hemingway the... describe his Tinder date? <laughs> <laughs> this could be... this. There's legs I here. Us. I don't think we'll explore them all today, but somebody out there needs to make sort of a spoof on this about Ernest Hemingway describing his Tinder date. He definitely needs to be drunk in some Key West bar and describing it to a bartender who's not really interested in hearing the story. She was cold. A cold cold. Yep. I approached. Aroma.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. <laughs> you know. Next turn is Scott Fitzgerald. It's like we're pushing this guy to
2: kill himself all over again, <laughs> all for some wet ass pussy. You bro. know what is what is good though. We can tie in our, my children
1: we, listen to this podcast, we, you sir. They also <laughs> <else laughs>
2: listen to what, bro? We can.
4: We quote can, my can quiver never We can
2: tie. <laughs> Sorry, we, Mike, You were trying to. Yeah, talk. we we can definitely tie Hemingway into the entire podcast because he also loved to shoot guns. In fact. He, and drink he loved shooting and he died doing what he loved <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No. are you
5: going to say he was Jewish because he was shot in the temple no
1: and again the last that, show
3: of Papa Jojo ever yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. That is, Ernest Hemingway loved shooting and he died <laughs> doing, doing what he loved,
5: he loved. <laughs> that is cold quote the author
2: yeah, yeah. and cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck me.
1: All right. Should we do another Papa Giorgio uh, wow. segment? Yeah.
6: Yep. Oh, why not?
2: Yeah, why not? Let's right. do another
1: Papa Giorgio. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so outro us after... What are you going to set the timer for? Um, I can count it up
6: if you want. So, just so we're Can not- you
1: find... Actually, do you know what? We should... Can you do a quick search and see if you can find uh, Black Powder Smoke? Johnny Cash?
6: Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Otherwise, throw that. I was figuring
6: out. big gun ac but yeah, let's do
1: that one. This is I'm more of a Johnny Cash yeah, guy. Like yeah. Never liked ACDC. dc You like ACDC? No. Like ac Put the gun down. I don't like ACDC? Thir- don't
2: like Put the gun down by either. C.Z. Ward is pretty good. Don't know that song. Yeah, it's a great song. I
5: don't like thirty-eight special either.
1: Ooh. Why do they have two teacher, drummers? Teacher, teacher, can Why? you teach
2: me? Yeah, yeah. can you teach no, me? It's all bad. I need I mean, to let know me, let me. Rush has three people in their entire fucking band. Yeah, three. Mm-hmm. And, and thirty-eight it, special has two drummers. Yeah, and thirty-eight has two drummers. Like nine, there's like twenty-five. People. I think anybody who shows up got to play in in thirty-eight special. <laughs> people like, love some, the Some guy showed up and said, "Like, who are you? Um, I'm the fourth rhythm guitarist." <laughs> all right, <laughs> and yeah, yo. there you go. <laughs> Find a spot somewhere. Well, we're at and...
5: 24. We're going for 38. Yeah. So we got to yeah, some room.
1: 38 special orchestras. Yeah, maybe are trying to have
5: 38 in people in the band. That'd be interesting to come up with how many well-known gun-related
3: songs or band names. Or artists. artists. Machine Gun Kelly, very popular right now because he's banging Megan Fox.
1: Okay. okay. Uh, don't know who that is.
3: Megan Fox was the uh Oh, no, I know who Megan Hot Fox Machine Gun Kelly, I don't know. Machine Gun Kelly?
1: Megan Fox is supposed to be a you're, world-class you're, bitch.
3: You're too old to know the machine gun.
1: I know. Okay. I'm assuming you guys are with me on that? No, I'm, I'm
3: with no,
2: you. No, man. I'm super hip. BB, <laughs> there was a I, –
1: I would have used the term jiggy, but, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, works as well. Yeah, I suppose
2: using the term hip probably just showed how far away from hip I might be. Oh, you're about to break one. I mean, yeah. you said you've heard some yeah, good times go. on the mat. There you go. Yeah. So, I'm so gun hip names, i got to pull my belt down to see where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dad joke. Yeah,
3: that is. That is a dad joke. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep.
5: And BB uh, King holster falls out. Go. BB oh. King. BB gun. BB <laughs> gun. King. Yeah. gonna shoot in that, fucking
1: thing. that doesn't count. I love that as a gun. I'm taking reference. it. There is so zero left. I'm taking it. No. Yeah. You can't deny it. I'm going back to my oh. machine gun Kelly. You already used machine gun Kelly. Well, I guess I, it's your a, a
5: shotgun yeah. artist. Um, um, Saturday Night Special.
1: Oh, that was impressive. I didn't actually expect that to be... uh, Ain't good for nothing. What is Saturday Night Special?
2: So Saturday Night Special refers to, specifically the legal definition of it, refers to a firearm that has a lower melting point. Generally, it's a gun made with pot metals, so it has a sub-thousand-degree melting point. There's There's only three states in the union that have specific Saturday Night Special laws. Uh, It was a national law in place since the 1968 Great Society laws. It has been struck down everywhere, but basically it it makes it so people can't buy cheap weapons. Okay. Right? There was a lot of imports from Germany coming into the country at this time. Uh, West German guns, they were like $100 guns, and they were sold in poor neighborhoods, and people thought that was bad, that poor people might have guns. (laughs) It's funny how the status quo of the government never liked, liked that. poor people have a lot of guns. So they put into place these Saturday Night Special Laws, and there's only three places now that has it, New York, New Jersey, and Minnesota. So, for example, Ruger sells a gun called the Ruger Wrangler, right, yeah. or the Rough Rider, or maybe that's a condom. It I'm not sure. New uh, <laughs> Kirk. There is a Rough Rider There is a yes, Rough Rider gun. Yes, it comes Rider in gun. three sizes. Yeah. Down there. <laughs> but they can't, we can't sell them in Minnesota. Your gun, your Walther 22, is actually illegal to sell by an FFL in Minnesota. It's on the melt list. Really? Yep. Does all, that all, mean they could seize it from th- – uh... No. Right. It's, it's legal to own it. It's legal for uh, individuals to sell it to individuals, but a legal FFL, a federal firearms license dealer, mm-hmm. can't sell it. It's actually any twenty two made by Walther. doesn't fall into the Saturday Night. Special.
5: That's funny because I, I bought it legally in Minnesota.
2: Yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of places didn't know it, and it, it's only been added in the last couple of years. Huh. Uh, but there's a lot of guns, so anything made by Jennings or Ravens or any of these kind of like crap gun manufacturers right. from the Ring of Fire in the 70s and 80s. But what's interesting about it is the term Saturday Night Special is actually a racial pejorative.
1: Saturday Night Special is a racial? Yeah. How so? It
2: goes, uh, goes back to around 1910, uh, pre-World War I, so chain gangs. Mm-hmm. So how chain gangs worked is, hey, the county says, hey, sheriff, you know, we'll pay you 50 cents an hour for labor. So now you've got to go find labor. Mm-hmm. So deputies would hang outside of uh, bars. You know, particularly black speakeasies or black bars or black taverns, right? Mm-hmm. A couple guys come out and they say, how you boys doing? say, we're doing great, deputy. Well, you look a little drunk to me. So now you're drunk and disorderly, and you get to do about four months on the chain gang. So they would snatch people up, throw them in the paddy wagon, another racial pejorative, uh, and drive them up. And the sheriff would say, what you got me, boys? And they say, well, well, boss, got you here Saturday night special, two for one.
1: No shit. No shit. really. God damn. Wow. That's, that's kind
2: that, of is a, up.
1: that
5: is that's, a that is a sad story. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So, <laughs> the like impressment
1: of U.S. Yeah. sailors by the British right. before the War of eighteen twelve. <laughs>
2: right. Minnesota. Show still, me the bill. Sh- I'll show you the crime. Yeah. Minnesota still has the term Saturday Night Special in our law. Really? We're so right. progressive. Did oh, yes. they use quotation marks?
4: No. Wow. Hmm.
2: But they still have Saturday Night Special in the law, as refers to these <laughs> so, hot wait. metal guns.
1: So how does, how does a Saturday Night Special arresting two black guys coming out of a bar for use on a chain gang get connected to a low-temperature melt gun? So because the
2: way the law was passed, right? Mm-hmm. The law is passed specifically to target guns being sold in black urban neighborhoods.
1: I still don't see the connection. Am I the only one missing it? Well, I mean, the, the, though, I mean, the, just,
2: the two are very different things, right? So, how Okay, the so it was, was just a Saturday then,
1: Night Special was just a racial, yeah, was a racial description terror. of arresting two yeah. probably black guy, innocent yeah. black
2: guys mm-hmm. for
1: use in a chain gang. Yeah. And these are the guys who would have used a gun yeah. that we call we the yeah. Yeah. Could a Saturday Night Special. And
5: you could get it super cheap on a street note. corner on Saturday Night.
2: Right. Yeah. Damn. yeah So people tend to think of it referring to just like uh, the snub-nosed J-frame revolvers, but it really refers to any cheap gun fascinating yeah and some of them don't Ooh. look cheap that was kind of the trick right. some of them looked pretty snappy yeah how do you yeah. tell uh so pot metal guns you can you can tell when you when you pick them up you, ah, know, yeah, like you, can, you can hold them and go yeah this is yeah. pretty this is pretty rattly and and it's there's there's not that many companies that um there was in in the u.s there's a bunch of companies that made them there's probably about five or six companies they were called the ring of fire and they really got targeted mm-hmm. uh for to get shut down and then a lot of these West German guns, and then a lot of the Spanish uh, imported guns, mm-hmm. were were kind of the same category. The where a lot of guns are made in Spain is in the Basque region in Spain, and
1: uh, it seems like an unwise decision on the part of the Spanish government. <laughs> well, the Welsh,
2: yeah, the Welsh are <laughs> behind no. it. Yeah, you should call it a Welsh so, special. But there's call a lot of uh, they make
1: shit guns too, by the way. Yeah, the Welsh, yeah, horrible,
2: horrible. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. I worked for a place and they said, can you do a, can you do a, because a, a I would do history shows and do his, history presentations. And they go, can you do a history presentation on the guns of Ireland? And I'm like, yeah, so Ireland never really had its own arms production. This sort of happens when your company's, <laughs> when your country's occupied for 400 plus years by, a, you know, by an imperialist <laughs> power. So never got really got that arms industry off the ground and rolling. But so, so why do
1: the fucking Basques?
2: So I mean the well, Basques are separatists. That, well, that's more of a My modern of That's more though. of a modern era, right? Uh, and so, oh I bet it has something wait, can I guess?
1: Yeah. Does it have something to do with the minerals, the irons that are right. found in the region? Right. So keep in south. mind
2: that part in Spain, when you think of like Spanish steel uh-huh. You know, uh-huh, so give him a taste of Spanish steel. Well right. done. Yeah, thanks. The uh, sexiest <laughs> Irish <laughs> Spanish accent. Yeah, I've there ever. Go. Thank God the
1: plexiglass is right, between us man, I was
2: just <laughs> touch me, Michael. Uh, <laughs> oh. but that was bang all, bang. <laughs> that's,
4: that's all in the Basque. That
2: was all in the Basque region. So...
1: That makes all right. Yeah, well, it would be because you know Spain is mineral rich. The minerals uh, uh, are easy to achieve. Spanish uh, silver, yep, mines. that's why the Carthaginians wanted it. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, see, we can.
5: This is this is a show.
2: <laughs> yeah, We probably should have recorded yeah. some of that.
4: It's, that was, you
5: know, it's, it's, oh, on,
6: it's on the Papa uh, Giorgio yeah. right. of the Papa Giorgio. I am like a double Papa Giorgio <laughs> right now. Double Papa,
5: baby. You guys are smart and stuff. I do like Fair that Papa. for the first
6: time ever, we had to mute a part for Papa Giorgio. I know, yeah. my God. ass pussy,
3: yes. Oh. You muted that? Yeah, why? it's on Facebook. Got, well, it'll be, pay- on it'll yeah. be on Papa
6: Giorgio. It'll be Papa Giorgio. It's, it's like, muted God on Facebook. Damn
1: it, Papa it's Giorgio on, will eat. hear
6: about yeah. the. Uh,
3: okay, good.
1: Papa yeah. Giorgio yeah. shall hear of this. Yeah. He, Papa, Papa Giorgio, Giorgio is very familiar
4: with what So pussy I, I, breath- <laughs> 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 he's
2: read all about it.
1: Papa Giorgio. I think Papa Giorgio is just out there somewhere. It's Papa Giorgio.
3: So Are we going to get the full version on the the not the Facebook stream live?
6: Yeah, yeah, I've recorded everything. Yeah, with but, no edits. Okay. Yeah. But which
3: one is it? you're going to have that one? Are you talking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I've... plenty of friends that want to hear for three girls. Oh man, yeah, yeah. For I'm not making they heard ass Yeah, pussy. on the uh... yeah, this is good go. fucking content. For no, on the my on friends. the
6: Papa Giorgio podcast itself. Yeah, there's no edits. But on the Facebook feed, yeah, I okay, do good. That one, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Papa Giorgio is not for. Uh, sense Where
1: did like it anything. go wrong musically? Where did it right. go so far? Oh,
6: what song did you say again?
3: Oh, and also what Mike about powder or guns and roses. Nice, nice, nice. I
1: forgot we were on that. Yeah. Uh, is it back to me? Did you have one?
2: What am I doing exactly? Music gun related music. My favorite uh, so so my favorite, favorite gun related well, it's not really the music of the band, but my favorite reference to a gun is in the song Monkey Man by the Rolling Stones. Yep. But the line was oh, look at me. I'm a cold Italian pizza, I could use a lemon squeezer. Couldn't remember that. Yeah, I
1: knew it had something. That I knew was lemons. I couldn't come up yep. with a Lemon squeezer. Cold Italian pizza, and I need a lemon squeezer. Yep. And that refers to.
2: I'm not exactly sure what cold Italian pizza refers to. There are several theories, but Creepa. gangsters. Well, like the most common one is, if you if you sleep with some girls uh, with somebody's wife, you're serving her husband cold cold pizza. Oh. Right. Okay. So, right. um, but then, lemon squeezer refers to a type of revolver that was produced by Smith and Wesson.
4: Oh,
1: lemon squeezer.
2: Yeah, it's the lemon squeezer.
1: We have burned through a shit ton of the old Forester. Yeah. Should have gotten a bigger bottle. Should have got a bigger dick, man. Shit. A little bit more.
3: Yeah. I had no influence over the dick sides. Well, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's shirt. all it should be, and
3: more. <laughs> Uh, I think I had a Freudian slip. What's really funny is, let's just put it out there on the line. Like, I'm not really attracted to men, especially you three fucking assholes. But Thank that's God. great. You guys are great people. Uh, and nothing. I don't like. Where I don't this know, is going. I was just gonna say. Yeah. Noth- I don't know where nothing, you're going. Go nothing's from here. been. Everything we've said. It, people have always talked about what? guns. What? Guns? Exactly. Nipple oh. out. Uh, guns being like a, an extension of a man 's penis no. essentially everything everything 's been pretty pretty phallic based where like you could have taken it and made a dirty joke out of it yeah it uh, might we 've done well my thirteen year old has been giggling his ass off, trying not to sound like a fucking adolescent the most of this podcast like yep. no kidding it 's been
5: pretty fucking funny there 's been that a lot of, like yeah, there 's been a should. lot of potential double entendres uh all the
3: potential double
5: hundreds. i was right? I was there with you on the pink golf balls, but i I missed the, yeah. the gun thing i'm pretty focused i don't i don't i'm missing them
3: yeah i blur uh, blurt them out be a, be the be the great scorer man I, I don't i don't want to you know interrupt good conversation <laughs> sometimes
1: okay. I just have to send a quick text, not that you guys aren't important to me yeah.
3: it's
4: just, We're just secondary, secondary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: not everybody can be number one right I mean are you happy to be in the top five seven, yeah. ten?
5: so 12. we probably fired our first shots together oddly yeah probably do we we used to go in your backyard yeah and shoot bb guns at we'd we'd get we'd gather up bottles and, and yep. cold of winter we'd gather up these these beer bottles jugs whatever and we'd fill them up with hot water so they'd be steaming mm-hmm. and we'd shoot them with with our bb guns and bb guns aren't very powerful so it'd take it'd take a while but we
2: were we could shoot, yeah. We could we shoot. Could shoot BB did, guns you ever, did you ever shoot? Um, did you ever shoot in the downstairs range? That, oh yeah, yeah. Is that my old man had, yeah, yeah. So we shot you actual had guns in the house. Are you and serious? He actually has probably one of the he had a best. Trap. He actually has probably one of the best single shots I've ever seen anybody make ever.
5: Oh yes, I remember that yeah. in Nebraska. In
2: Nebraska, Shit. he's walking down the. You were walking down a road and a nighthawk is flying over, and just from his hip. <laughs> Dropped it, like put it right through the right through the really? eye.
5: But yeah, but I so felt terrible because your it was not fire. meant to happen. It was yep. just kind of like ha ha, boom. He yep. opened fire in the, the middle gun. of a street. But he, he also he this also, a BB gun. This is like this is like yeah. what he was
2: talking about with the with the. Pheasants and yeah, ARs, but he, he also it? hit a duck in like the middle of the lake with a wrist rocket too. Like he, like flap. So
1: he's a like, mat, natural a born lot, killer. We have a You're lot a natural of, we born have a, Mike, killer.
2: Mike Riley and John have a lot
5: of memories together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot. We lived across the street t- from each other from yeah. third grade till high school. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I, I and yeah, I, I remember. I, I, yeah, at a wrist rocket. You know, you know the the slingshot. The, yeah. Slingshot. I got
1: one for Avery. Yeah.
5: There's a duck. It was literally in the middle of the it was lake. The, yeah, I mean, it's not a huge lake, but it, it was pretty freaking far. Absolute far limit. Like it's like I this. didn't kill that. I, the duck no, didn't die. No. But, it, but it was like, yeah, Yep. Yeah.
2: right
5: yeah. in
1: the back. Wow. <laughs> so did it fly away, or did it just die a slow, painful death?
2: Probably died a slow, painful death. Fair enough. <laughs> yep. did yeah, you even this, put this the damn is, thing out of it's on it. This is Facebook. Yeah. No. Oh, seriously. I mean, it's, it, I did not it realize didn't you know it's probably still alive. <laughs> Just, you know, it's had to walk down cancel, south every Cancel
5: year. culture is going to get me for something yeah. I did in third grade oh, with a, with a, with a oh, no. slingshot.
1: Oh, seriously.
2: Really? I mean, they didn't cancel you over the whole blackface thing? it was a fine piece of art. Oh, no no, 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 that wasn't you. Uh,
1: it was a painting. Yeah. I do have to say, what kind yeah. of an idiot ever admits to blackface? I, uh, because I you're I in blackface so you think you have a certain level of, of deniability.
2: Yeah, I don't think that was me. I'm not sure. I was hiding. I was Um, hiding. Yeah. I did just
1: have a thought, though, with a BB gun. I need to get a BB gun because every now and then, it's not often, but every now and then, when my dogs will get a hold of a critter, you know, a squirrel or a rabbit or something, and, you know, you you can't save the damn thing. You know, two twists and then you you stop it, and then the poor thing is sitting there. Yeah. I need a more effective solution
2: than a shovel, which
1: is... Bad solution. Usually
2: levels. you can get away Shovels with it. Shovels are usually pretty effective. BB guns, you're going to shoot the thing, and it's going to go,
1: oh, oh, God, <laughs> it made it
4: work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would just kill me. Oh, God. Oh, no, he did it again. Son of a. What's wrong with this sick mother? <laughs> Give the dog another crack at me. Yeah,
4: that, that, is
5: a, that is an argument for a shell right there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a fair yeah. point. It's a
4: fair point. It's
5: just not quite as macho. It just feels so,
1: so <laughs> I know. Just, it, it does. I mean, there's just no, there's no, I mean, it's only happened a few times. But I will, uh, another the terrible Empire BB. Slayer, I'm going sure. to even out your uh, your terrible BB story. Oh, that was a terrible. That was. Oh, I, BB sh- I accidentally shot my cat. With a BB gun on a oh. ricochet shot, I was aiming. It was my brother's BB gun. I wasn't supposed to be allowed to use it, and I was I was firing at cans or something like that. And it ricocheted off my off the uh, the headlight of my dad's car, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know this because it left a perfect little round hole in the chat back. Mm-hmm. And then apparently into the bushes, where I thought it was totally fine, until suddenly our cat, who by the way was named Squeaky Sneakers, comes <laughs> out. With a hole in its throat Like a little while later And we took him to the vet And sure enough There's the BB <laughs> Oh did the fucking god Did the cat live? Yeah, yeah, the cat was fine Well, that is a sad story
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not talking about the cat silencers We I are know, not, we're not, we're talking not talking about, about the, cat cat oh, <laughs> the cat silencers Oh,
4: the cat silencers Yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we record another
1: segment? Yeah, the cat. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah, why not?
1: Connie Cash. Yeah, that cat was one uh, mean-ass cat, too, yeah. though. If, you'd, if, if there you had been a cat that cats? you had liked, actually, if you're not a cat person, yeah. you'd kind of like this cat. Because this was perhaps the most badass cat yeah. that you'd ever necessarily come across. I mean, it was fucking hysterical. I remember we were in the house. We had three cats. Q-Tip. I didn't name it, KC, kitty cat. And then Squeaky Sneakers. And Squeaky was an outdoor cat. And, you know, that was a mean cat. It would kill everything. And they come in, and and the two other uh, cats found a mouse. And they're, like, terrified of this thing. And Squeak looks at it. And then identifies it as being just apparently, like, the biggest pussy mouse ever or something. And walks over to the thing. Like, just the coolest fucking swagger. Literally, I kid you not. Pulls the switchblade out. Whacks the thing against the side of the thing. And then looks at the other two cats. Just like you are the biggest pussies I've ever seen. (laughs) And just walks away, leaving the mouse.
3: Yep. So you you grew up with mean ass pussy, actually. I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Explains so much, doesn't it? Mean ass pussy. (laughs) Squeaky Sneakers was named after a racehorse.
2: Is that a muddy water song? It should be. Mean ass pussy? (laughs) It
5: should Uh be. Everything, everything gonna be all right. Yep.
1: All right. right. Black Powder Smoke. Before I tell another story about my childhood pets. Yep.
3: Me... I'm gonna play a drink game with my friends after we re- listen to this podcast every time the P word comes out we gotta drink. It's a great team. We're gonna have to have two bottles apiece.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Pushy 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 pushy. <laughs> I
3: just don't need
4: and thud. <laughs> this game is rigged.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brad, you're pretty quiet in this in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just listening along. It's good stuff. <laughs> I don't know what music we're gonna put behind oh. this, but we're gonna have to find some decent music.
6: Is it the uh, last what? gunfighter ballad you're talking from Johnny Cash? Yes. Yeah, that's the one? All right. Let's do it.
1: How much are we allowed to play before we can't play it anymore?
6: Well, Papa Giorgio, any amount you want.
1: Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, do a good 45 seconds. Yeah, it's
6: a little more of a gray area on podcasts, but we'll be fine. Yeah. Fair enough. If anyone really flags us, that means the podcast is doing well. So mm-hmm. there you go. Great point. Yeah. All I'll, right. Mm. Here we go.
0: the old gunfighter stood on the porch and stared into the sun and relived all the old days back when he was living by the gun when deadly games of pride were played and living was mistakes not made And the thought of the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of a joke The thought of the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of a joke And it's always keep you back to the sun And you can almost feel the weight of that gun It's faster than snakes or the blink of an eye And it's a time for all slow men to die his eyes get squinty and he's straight as a log As he empties his gun at the dirty dog And he's hit by the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of the joke Hit by the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of the joke
1: I love the song.
2: <laughs> this is, all right. Now the so, Mike, give me the first
1: the three song. things that you say is wrong with that song.
2: Uh Well, first of all, squinting into the sun not good for your eyes. <laughs> That's definitely, But you know, uh,
1: but if you're an old cowboy, right. you've been riding on the range, no sunglasses your yeah. entire life, yeah. I think you have m- magnificent pupular control.
2: Yeah. So your eyes have been sharpened by the sun. Yeah. That's, that's or maybe that, he was just
1: blind. Isn't it
5: that yeah. when, you, when you're uh, doing a duel that you want the other guy yeah, to
2: have you the want sun him, in their eyes? Yeah. You want, you want him to have the sun in his eyes. Right. That's what
1: made the Red Baron so yeah. successful. Yeah. All right. So that's one.
2: Yeah. Standing at the street at the turn of a joke. Turn him a joke. Yeah, if you cannot laugh at yourself, and you cannot take a joke, <laughs> do not carry a gun. Do not carry a gun. Jesus. And this
1: is, this is, yeah. this is good advice as yeah. well.
2: Yep, so yeah. I think that that's, that's the other big, big thing.
1: And what about the smell of the black powder smoke? Now, we don't use black powder smoke right.
2: anymore. Right. Do
1: you know the smell of the black powder smoke? Have yeah. you fired.
2: So I've fired black powder uh, before, and I've done some cowboy action uh, doing black powder. So if you use black powder in cowboy action, it means that you've gone to the dark side. How so? Uh, just because it's, it's obnoxious because oh. like, it puts this heavy cloud. And that's something that like, people don't really get, and it's almost impossible to really relay in a movie. So like you know, the gunfight at the O.K. Corral, there's been a gajillion movies made mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, after the first couple shots at the gunfight at, the black, uh, at O.K. Corral, smoke nobody would have seen there. anything, right? Would but would that necessarily have smoke. stopped him from shooting? Not necessarily, no. I think right? it probably encouraged him. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is the fight was extremely close. Mm-hmm. Uh, were, those guys were basically standing right on top of each other. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a line that gets captured in uh, the movie Tombstone, but was reported by two different eyewitnesses as actually happening, that Ike Clanton runs up to Wyatt and grabs his arm mm-hmm. and says, I mean. I'm not armed. And Wyatt Earp, who's in the middle of this gunfight, Says? Says, fights commence, get to fighting or get away. Which I think is a lot of... Wow, that's pretty honor Right? But it was like, fights commence, get to fighting or get away.
1: Dang. That is, I mean, that is, that is Hemingway-esque.
2: That's, yeah. 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 That is. So, but why was... Uh, so was, why wouldn't uh,
1: Ike Clanton have been armed? Well, that's all right. They went down to confront them,
2: didn't they? Right. So they weren't supposed to have guns on them. Uh, Ike Clanton had spent the night in jail. He might have never even gotten his gun back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so and he was probably still drunk. You know, and yeah. that's a bit Which in Tombstone
1: they, they pointed to as well when he's yeah. dipping his head in the bucket.
2: Right. Well, and it's a number, the other thing people need to remember about gunfights in the Old West. There was very, very few gunfights that were mano a mano. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really only one example of two men going out and meeting in the street. You know, and facing each other and having that stare down and drawing their weapons and shooting at each other. Really? Yeah, that, that is that is, that hard is to believe because that I mean, is it was just interesting. a Western just interpretation so of the duel, right? And most of the time, it was just guys who are drunk shooting each other from across a, a poker table or shooting each other in the back, right? Or shooting the guy who's not armed. Uh, I mean, a lot of it was just cold blooded murder fueled by alcohol. But like the the one the one gunfight that we know happened that way was Wild Bill Hickok. And he shot a guy. I think his guy's name was Dave Tut, and shot him over a watch. So Hickok had lost his watch in a poker game, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to get it back. So he told Dave Tut, "Don't be going around flashing that watch." And you know, and so Dave Tut went, "Look at the watch. I took off a Wild Bill Hickok." And so the next morning, at, like he's Wild Bill's about seventy-five yards away and says, "Hey, you better put that watch where I can't see it." Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, Tut said, "What are you going to do about it?" And he says. Okay, dead, something along those lines, and uh, they, both, less verbose, then. they both drew their weapons. I'll so keep in mind this is a thirty six caliber Navy Colt uh, percussion fired uh, weapon, which is what we fired today. We fired very, one of those yep, today, very similar. So, and it was named, by the way, for the Navy of Texas. Texas. Yes. Yeah. Yep. proud. There okay, you go. Sorry, keep going. And yeah, so and then Wild Bill shot him right through the heart at seventy five yards, and seventy five feet, a pretty long shot, and then basically looked at Tut's friends and said. I've only fired but one time and one man is dead, basically letting them know if anybody else would, you know, Got five more like to kind of release a smoke wagon. I'm more than happy to oblige you. So, so and and um, by the way, what time is it? Uh, yuck! Yuck!
5: Yuck! Oh, yeah. yuck. <laughs> we, we, we also we also yeah, can, I, know, can I can I get that watch back?
3: Yeah, yeah. We, we also know what what Bill Hickok would do. Now, Greg, you're a big lover of uh, nice watches. I am. So now say let's you know you're not Wild Bill Hickok, but you're I just know. you're Greg Rich. And you get into a poker game with some man.
5: It's a, it's a Breitling showdown.
3: They they win yeah they win <laughs> your watch and you're like don't you go show them that off? I'm gonna win that watch back. How do you exact your revenge? Because Wild Bill shoots somebody. What do you do to get your watch back? Uh,
1: What do I do to get my watch back?
5: Dox him.
3: (laughs) Dox him? Dox him. Dox him. Dox
4: him. Oh, dox him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I slipped my mickey. I doxed him from 75 yards. I would not kill a man over a timepiece. I'd say
3: to kill the guy, but how would you get your fucking watch back? Well, I
1: think I would make a good solid. Oh, yeah. This is a nice watch, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I I, don't know. I would think that if I got to the point where I was betting my watch and I lost my watch, I was out of money. And if I'm out of money, how am I going to go back to the poker table to win the watch back? I think that as a true Buddhist, you simply say it was only a material thing.
2: Right. That's your fucking answer, you That's asshole. That's fucking answer. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, in the words of Wild Bill Hickok, Pussy.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So all right, I would knife him while he sleeps. Uh, is that is that what you're looking for? Because your
3: character? knife never runs out of bullets, Because right. a knife runs never out runs
1: out of bullets.
3: Yeah. You do run
2: out of knife users. holding people. Yeah, you run out of a user pretty fast. All right,
5: all right. Summarize that story really fast that you told us earlier today with the knife. That, that was
2: great. Oh, no, I've, I've had people come up and tell me, it's like, oh, yeah, guns are good, but, you know, a knife is better. And I'm thinking, well, how in God's name is a knife better? And I had somebody tell me, well, a knife never runs out of bullets. And I said, yeah, it runs out of users pretty Fast though, <laughs> yeah, that's a good story. Bring a knife to, to a gunfight. That's good.
1: It's the reason that we aren't really arming our soldiers with just knives right. anymore. Yeah. It's
2: right, it's a hard argument to make. Yeah, where you go, you hand it to, him and go. This will never run out of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> go get on. I mean, even All the, uh, on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. what, what was the what was the gun? The bayonet. Bayonet. that even still had a gun.
2: Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that well, was a that's knife at a good end of knife a gun combo. That's the sort of yeah. knife you want is right. a bayonet attached to a gun. It's a spear. Yeah,
1: I mean, if yeah, in yeah. the worst case scenario, yeah, you want a fucking spear, don't you?
2: Yeah, it's a boom yeah. spear. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So we were going to talk about what it takes to get a firearm. Oh
1: yeah, yes
4: we
2: were. Yeah, yes we were. So this way is, to keep
1: us on track. You yeah, need wow. some more, uh yes. risky. <laughs>
2: Yeah, sorry. Um, this is interesting because so many people don't know this, and there's been such a push where it's like you know it's easier to get a gun than it is to get you know a mail cataloger you know to. You know, have a, a – Male catalog? Yeah, Isn't right. Masculine? Yes, what kind, you know, you you what kind of magazines you Well, I can't – who was it? Was, I don't know, it was, it was, like, I think it was one of the Democrat setters who said, you know, it, it took me more paperwork to get this 14-year-old Thai boy sent to my house than it did to buy a gun. I think.
4: <sighs>
5: no, it was what, – what, what was the metaphor, me. though? Yeah. It was, there was a thing. It was like it's yeah, easier, it was easier to, to get, get something that was so – I
2: don't. Yeah, easier I, to get groceries or something yeah, like then a, that. Then a gun. So here's well the, in gun shows.
1: Yeah. We'll talk about gun shows in yeah. a second. First, yeah. let's just talk about what is required to get a gun license. Gun yeah. license in the state of Minnesota.
2: So in the state of Minnesota, if you want to purchase a rifle, you need nothing, or a, a non-scary rifle. Okay. Okay. Good, good, a non-scary good. rifle, bolt action, and or, those have right? an
1: orange sticker on them.
2: Yes, okay. the non-scary ones, or a non-scary shotgun. Yes. Then all you need is your state ID. But you have to fill out a form called a 4473, and that form contains the information that is used for your NICS background check. NICS is National Instant Criminal Background System or, or National uh, Criminal System, and that NICS check is run to see if you're on the naughty or nice list. Mm-hmm. If you lie on that form, that's felony, mm-hmm. right? And so the, that information gets called in. And we get an answer back. And that answer is either going to be proceed, which means you get to take the gun home today, delayed, which means you have to wait three days or longer, mm-hmm. right? Or denied. Mm-hmm. And if you denied, you don't get the gun at all.
1: Now, how quickly do you get the information back?
2: It could be anywhere from 10 seconds to I've seen it take as long as 30 minutes.
1: 30 minutes. So it is almost instantaneous. It is pretty good, yep. And this is the yep. national system. Now, how yep. can this be, though? There is no national crime registry. That is available. That is indexing so, state criminal right. systems.
2: So states have an obligation to track anybody who should be barred from ownership of a firearm. As
1: defined as what?
2: So if you have been committed to a mental facility, adjudicated, mental, adjudicated committed, right? So Gerber's out. How did you yep. get past this yep. one, man? So if oh, you yes. committed of a felony <laughs> or a domestic abuse charge or a stalking charge or anything abuse. like no. Nope, so a state to be a has
1: to – a state is supposed yep. to – now, how often do states actually report? Because I can tell you with certainty, I know a lot of people, I know of a lot of people
2: who have
1: been convicted of, of domestic violence mm-hmm. who have guns.
2: Yeah. So now whether or not states do their due diligence mm. is an interesting thing. So it came up a few years ago. There was a young man uh, who had made a mistake in his youth. Uh, he just he, you know, he, he made he made a small mistake that most of us do, mm-hmm. and he killed his mom, uh, you know, with an axe, right? <laughs> How many so, times did he hit her? Uh, like eighty, right? Okay. But I mean, again, yeah. useful yeah. so in indis- a nervous tick, useful indiscretion. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so they sent him off someplace to get better, uh, and then when he got better, he was able to go and apply for a permit to purchase. Now when he bought all of these, and then he went around and bought a ton of guns, and he put them on his Facebook, and the local sheriff saw him. With his guns and said, Hey, you know what, that guy really shouldn't be owning guns? Mm-hmm. Well I found out the state didn't submit his name. Mm-hmm. Right? Now again, this happens because the state doesn't enforce the system it already has in place.
1: Now is he allowed to buy axes?
2: Uh yeah. Yeah, he could probably buy axes. There's that no troubles axe me registry. Almost more. Yeah. Okay, so now yep. correct me the if I'm wrong. The
5: axes of evil.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I think I think the law states where like you can. uh the end. correct me you. if I'm wrong. Hit me. You you have to be 18 or older to buy a shotgun. Yep. Um, you have to be 21 or older to buy a handgun. Yes. And you don't need to be any age. You can, any age can buy uh, ammo.
2: No, you have to be you have to be 21. You have to be or 21. You have to be 18. Yeah. Is it to apply yeah. for like
3: bullet bullet rifle? Yeah. Or, okay. Yep.
5: Yep. But you don't need special
1: documentation to buy ammo, right?
2: You right. A- 18, ammo, you don't need a license oh. for. Now, to purchase a But they do want to tax it. Okay. Yeah. So right. wait. So
1: once again, just by way of recap, yeah. you can buy a rifle, you can buy a shotgun yeah. of the non-scary variety. Of the non-scary what, variety. Yeah. Once you're 18. Once you're 18. Assuming that you have not been reported yeah. or committed a felony right. that is being tracked in the national database, which, as yeah. we already know, is somewhat sketchy.
2: Well, I mean, I would, I would say it's pretty solid. I'd say there's definitely people that fall through the cracks. But not as many as you might think. It's a fairly simple process, and there's people who get on that registry and stay on it for longer. They'll get their civil rights restored, mm-hmm. but will their name will still be on it? It causes them a lot of problems to try to get off that list, mm-hmm. right? So, they... fair enough. All right, yes, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah,
1: Jesus Gerber. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> you carried it off well. All right, so there it is. So there's so that's that's how you get it now. A handgun, handgun. What's required to get a
2: handgun? So to get a handgun or a scary rifle. Right? So a handgun, you need to be 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, scary rifle, you can buy at 18. Okay. Right? You need to have a permit to purchase or a permit to carry. Now, to get a permit to purchase, you go to your local law enforcement agency, say, hey, I want to buy a handgun. They say, great, fill out this form. You fill out this form. They run your background check, and they will mail you your permit to purchase in 7 to 10 days. Okay. To get a permit to carry, you need to go and take a class from a BCA certified instructor, such as myself. Uh, Riley And I highly recommend it. Yeah. I mean, whatever
5: it takes, hire Mike. Because, I mean, my one-on-one class with Mike to renew mine was a joy. Fantastic. It was great. It was great. I mean, I had my permit to carry right at the beginning of the – when it was – 03? Yeah, 03. And I renewed it. I mean it twice to and then this last time I let it um, expire
1: how
4: long I, did it last for
5: five years yeah, so then i needed i needed to to renew it and, and it had expired, and I caught up with Mike and it was
1: fantastic, so um you know look if it's a Fucking gun! Yeah. If it is a fucking handgun, mm-hmm. you should go to somebody who really knows what they're doing
2: to mm-hmm. train you how to use this thing. I, I agree,
4: right? Yeah.
1: So, on a, so what do you charge for a handgun uh, training? Do you mind? Uh, so,
2: individuals, I do one twenty five. If you have a group, it's a hundred dollars a person. So, almost all of my training is private. Mm-hmm. I do small groups. Triple uh, A discount? Uh, <laughs> don't no. <laughs> uh, so, but I. <laughs> when I, Sorry, if you give if you get enough people, I can probably do you take, diners club? Yeah. I do take diner's club. Yeah. Uh, one of the things though is, is I do very small groups. So I'm doing private individual lessons with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I firmly believe it's like, you can go take a permit to carry class. You can get a group on, you can go for 50 bucks. There's 40 people in the class. Uh-huh. You go out to the range, everybody shoots a 22 at 21 feet. And that's kind of the end of it.
5: And those are terrible, I have to say. I mean, yeah. my my early classes and my new
1: renewal classes just bad. Well, it's a question of whether you're doing it because you're supposed to do it and you have to do it and you just need to get it over with, or whether yeah. you're actually being responsible? Person. Well,
5: and you can tell if you're you can tell if your instructors are just doing it to just rake in the money and hand out the certificates. But well, they because, were putting it on
4: Groupon for God's sake. But, yeah.
5: but <laughs> I mean, I'm not
4: like I'm not, like, the, I'm not like a bucks.
5: big super gun guy, but but after. You know, 15 years of owning guns. I mean, I had I had Mike help me renew my my um, certificate, and I learned things in that couple hours that I'd never known before, and done things that I'd never done before.
1: And I felt <laughs> show me on the doll. Mike. <laughs> yeah. But no, I
5: just I just felt I just felt more. I just felt like wow, that's that's pretty cool that I like know something else. I'm not I'm not a gun carrying person, but I like to have a permit because it. Mike can talk to this, but it 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 frees you up to to have your like your, you transport your weapons differently in your car, that kind of thing. They don't have to be separate in separate lock cases, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if you travel, you you might be able to carry it differently. But I don't I don't carry one on my body. But it was it was just great. It
1: was a great experience. That's uh, fantastic. And incidentally, before we go, I'm going to hit this a couple times. What's your phone number, website?
2: So my phone number is (laughs) – Home address.
1: Yes. My phone number is – Shoe size. (laughs) Shoe size. Shoe size. There we go. And most of the passwords that you use.
2: (laughs) My phone number is 612-386-4458. That's 612-386-4458. Riley Defense, and it's Riley, R-E-I-L-L-Y, defense.com. And then you can also email me at MikeRiley at Yahoo.com. So I'm, I'm pretty easy to find, and I'll, like I said, I, when I teach classes, I teach small groups. I want to teach individuals because here's the thing. There's several hundred thousand people in Minnesota who have a permit to carry. Ninety-nine mm-hmm. percent of them never carry the gun, mm-hmm. right? Thank God. Right. Well, I'm, I mean, wanna, don't, I'm one, one of them. Would you
1: really want the entire society walking around with guns?
2: Um, no, but here's the thing is if you want to carry the gun, mm-hmm. I don't want you not carrying it because you're afraid to great call. You know, I mean, I want you carrying Fear it because you're, is bad. Yeah, I want you carrying it because you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Now, and again, when I teach this class and and we can hit more on this point, but to me the number one thing, so I'll give this away free on the air because uh, it's a big thing, it's so important. Okay. Here's the number one thing I want anybody who takes a permit to carry class. Oh, here's what I want you to take away. Cuz I want people to carry as much as they can, right? I think you're less vulnerable. I think you're more secure. But here's the thing. The reason why you'd put your hand on that gun is because you're willing to die for that moment mm-hmm. right here, mm-hmm. right now. You are willing to die for it. You are willing to give up every sunrise, every birthday, right? Every, uh, what was wet ass pussy, right? You're willing to give up <laughs> every one of those, Trimark, Cardi B. right? You're willing to give up, uh, you know, I mean, think about it. You're willing to give up another 40 years of life or another 40 years of life or seven or eight more weeks of, right? And you're... <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking you're, optimist. You're willing to let all of that... first fatal case of chlamydia. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> you're, you're willing to let all of that go for this moment right here, right now. And that, to me, needs to be the takeaway that people have, right? Because people get so caught up in, oh, what's the law? Am I going to go to jail? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? It's like, no, you're willing to die for it. And this brings me to, like, when people start talking about who should have a gun, who should carry the gun, and, you know, who who should be able to do that, that's, you know, that to me is the bottom line. Are you willing to die for this right here, right now? And to me, that list is really, really small. It does not include a watch. It does not include a watch. Right, Even it does a really not nice include what. And I'll Whap. tell I'll tell people all the time. It's like you, <laughs> you know, you can carry your ego or you can carry a gun. Hmm. You don't get to carry both. Hmm. So it's like if you're carrying a gun and you're driving and somebody cuts you off, you don't honk at them. You don't flip them off, mm-hmm. right? you, no, don't. That's, you that, don't create that'd, that'd, any. You know opportunity what, Talk about that engagement. a
5: little bit because that's a big part of the case. I mean, it's like that if you've instigated anything, right? And a firearm is is brought into the situation. Things change.
2: Yeah, you have to be an unwilling participant.
1: Unwilling right? participant, right? So, how does that work with yeah. stand your ground laws in your mind? What do you see as right. the connection between those so,
2: two things? Stand your ground. Uh, now, I'll just tell you that most people have ever used stand your ground as a defense, and very, very few people have, have tried to use it. And everybody who has used stand your ground as part of their defense strategy has gone to jail for it.
1: What was uh, his name in Florida? Uh,
2: George Zimmer. Thank you. He did not use stand your. He did not use stand your ground as part he of use? his defense. So he said he claimed he claimed self-defense, right, and that he had no means of retreat because uh, Trevon Martin was on his chest punching him in the face at the time. After he'd instigated the that confrontation. Is, now, see, and this is where I feel like there's a lot of problems in the system because had I been sitting on George Zimmerman's jury, I think he would have been found guilty because – When we look at the elements of self-defense, right? So the elements of self-defense is what's called the reasonable person test. I mean, a reasonable person would have had to believe the same thing that you did. And by reasonable person, they're not talking about other people who carry a gun. They're not talking about NRA members, right? They're talking about 12 people who are so stupid they couldn't get out of jury duty, right? So you have to make sure. (laughs) The old lawyer joke. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Right? You have to make sure that it's going to seem reasonable to them so the The first thing is that you or another must be in immediate fear of grave bodily harm or death. Mm -hmm. And immediate is the critical word, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's like, you know, if I wait around here for another 10 minutes, I'll be in, you know, I'll be in fear, right? That's not immediate, right? Mm -hmm. Two, you have to have, uh, so the only difference between stand your ground and say a state like Minnesota is Minnesota says if you can retreat, you must. Mm -hmm. Stand your ground says you don't have to retreat, there's not that big of a difference between those two because the third element is you must be an unwilling participant. And so if you don't retreat, it's pretty difficult to show that you're unwilling,
4: mm-hmm.
2: right? So, and I mean, here's the thing. It's like if you don't retreat, you're a moron anyways. This is going to get very expensive and very horrible for you, right? So if you can retreat, you should retreat. Now, in your home, you don't have a duty to retreat. But, I mean, come on. If you're in your home and somebody's breaking in your front door and you can retreat, why wouldn't you?
4: Yeah,
1: right? Well, I so, mean, okay, in so your I'll, home, is a completely, you're going into a completely different environment. But if
2: you can
5: That's get your family out of, situation. Out of there but, retreat. But if, you're, yes. if your stuff's not no, worth what there's your
2: There's no lives at, at So risk. what you're
1: arguing is that yeah. no one has ever successfully used stand your ground to
2: defend themselves against uh, not, criminal charges. Not in the way that you know, people think of it, right? If okay. they say, well, why didn't you leave? And he goes, well, I'm going to stand my ground. Mm-hmm. Generally, people who stand their ground have a hard time proving unwilling participation. Okay. So it's – but it, what, it, what it's designed to do, it's, it's designed to sort of cut off overzealous prosecution mm-hmm. of self-defense cases, and that's why people fight for it. But for me, I'll just tell you, I don't think it matters because I'm going to go back to what I just said. I'm going to kill for what I'm willing to die for. Mm-hmm. So all of those other but factors – But that's you. But you must yeah.
1: realize that by having something called a stand – you've, you've laid out a very nuanced yeah. legal perspective that I'm sure in court – It carries a great deal of weight Mm -hmm. and and it is appropriate. But we're not talking about – George Zimmerman Mm -hmm. Well, may or may not have been a good example of this because he was a pseudo-cop, but – most people who hear Stand Your Ground, yeah. the average, I don't know, we'll pick a random name. Let's say Billy Bob. Isn't this, is not Stand Your City. Ground,
5: like, limited to your home? No. No, it, no,
4: it, it isn't. Anywhere. It can be, it no, can be on the street. Or,
1: so they hear yeah. that, and they will interpret it as, oh, okay. I can stand my ground. I have the ability to shoot you if you threaten me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Without that nuance. So therefore, do the, you the support the these types of laws?
2: The only difference is that you don't have a legal obligation to retreat. Right. That's the only difference. Is but that you, you don't must have retreat. And
1: you're saying, and I assume since you're learned in this case, yeah. that in most cases in court, the question of could you have retreated comes up. And mm-hmm. if that is not the case, if they did not retreat, yeah. they still cannot argue stand your ground.
2: Yeah. If it, well, and in some states they can, but it's usually not effective because if you say, well, why do you stand your ground? And they go, well, I wasn't going to run. Oh, I see. So you didn't want to look like a pussy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, As he signals at Newkirk. By the way. Yeah. Uh, so you know <laughs> they'll say that they didn't want to look that way. So you know, that, well, now now we're starting to get into willing participation, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where the problem is, and I don't think it's an effective thing for us to spend a lot of our lobbying efforts and mm-hmm. you know like local Minnesota like Minnesota. Your, town owners so conference. let me ask you this: your road
5: rage, your road rage um, story. Really brought it home for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was a really good example of of what that's about, and it it takes away some of the some of the ideas that people have about people carrying guns and and defending themselves. Yeah. It's not as it's not as simple as you would think. I mean, it's a really good right. willing participation.
2: Well, a camp. lot of people thought, well, when gun when permit carry becomes legal, we're going to have it's going to be like the Wild West, and people are going to get into shootouts over over fender benders. Uh, but that's that obviously hasn't happened. And, We've already covered yep. the Wild West and the exaggeration yeah. there. Yep. I do want to ask
1: you one question about yeah. the Wild
2: West. Are we done? Are,
1: are, should we keep going Wait, on the, well, on the we, things? I, I no, think I mean, you'd like can, to make one more point. Yeah,
2: but. we can go on this, but I'm, I'm always going to come back to whatever the scenario is, whatever the situation is, is are you willing to die for it? And mm-hmm. if the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be willing to kill for it.
1: But in the moment, so, you'd be shocked at how stupid things are that people will die or kill for. <laughs> I mean, take your average Karen at yeah. a Walmart unhappy – about having to wear a mask, right? I could very easily see a Karen pulling out a gun, in fury and rage. But has she?
2: Yeah, it hasn't I, happened I know of quite yet. It hasn't yeah, happened. So, it has not. Yeah. But do
1: you see what I'm saying? In that moment of rage and bizarre, uh, here's the thing: if you are wrong in most cases, you can gauge how wrong a person knows they are based on how angry they become in that so, circumstance.
2: Yeah. Here's here's an interesting thing, and I. And I'll I'll stand by this. Okay. Um, guns have a Is way it about the Welsh. Oh, no, <laughs> guns have a way of sobering people tremendously. Yeah. And
1: kind word in the gun,
2: right? And I'm just gonna say, it's like you know, people would be like, "Yeah, if anybody does this, I'll pull my gun." It's like they're the people who don't carry guns.
4: Mercifully, you know, they
2: haven't trained with them, they haven't practiced with them, and they don't carry a gun. Once you start actually carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. That, is it calming that effect? W- it does. So, I mean, like I said, I, my natural reaction to anybody who cuts me off or is too slow to start on a green light, or really anybody who's drawing breath on the planet near me at any given time, probably annoys me to some degree. Fair and enough. I feel I the I would same. just want to flip everybody off all the time. Mm. But my firearm is my Buddha Saffa, right? My firearm <laughs> tells me to
1: just... Centers, yep, centers me.
2: This is why when I teach you guys to shoot, I'm pushing that, I'm pushing that gun straight out in front of you. I'm forming your seventh chakra, right, is where your gun should (laughs) be. All right, all right. So I looked up up a quote.
3: Allow me to give you a third I looked up a quote, and you had the Buddhist thing. Now you have this shit going on. Right. Uh, And this is the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Craig, are you listening? Uh, Dalai Lama. We're quoting the Dalai Lama, as Uh, you would say. If someone has a gun and is trying to kill you, it would be reasonable to shoot back with your own gun. Yes. That full circles our whole conversation. Today. Yeah. That's from the Dalai Lama. Yeah, fuck yeah.
1: Things have come full The Dalai circle. Lama is an insanely reasonable person. Have yes. you studied the Dalai Lama? Uh, and by the way, I'm not actually a Buddhist. Uh, for a brief period I was, but I'm not anymore.
2: Nobody I did, got better. He did tell me that uh, you'll you know, regain full consciousness. Yeah, full consciousness. So, so I, got, got that going. I got that coming for me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yep. Golf came, around,
1: <laughs> golf came
5: full circle. Yep. Pink balls. <laughs> We've covered a All shit right. ton of yep. ground today. <laughs> we have. Yeah, we this have. Is I mean, what we started at eleven
1: a.m. or twelve or noon. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long day. And I would like to point out, no one gave me kudos for being sober during the shooting. Well, yeah. you have to be yeah. sober during I know, the shooting, as well. You yeah. should. I mean but you've you noticed. Did you you've noticed, doubts? Well, yeah. you've
5: noticed. Mike is. Been sober for our conversation because yep. he of it. Legal legal <laughs> limit is .04. Yeah, see, that's a good so law. It's, it's it's hilarious. Hilarious. .04 is probably. And, and you know what? I well, I I hate to interject here because mm-hmm. I don't have a gun, but I'm drinking. <clears throat> but um, I think most gun owners would agree that zero tolerance for people that carry mm-hmm. a gun to so have you, any drinking.
1: So you must despise. Truthfully, I, and I choose that carefully as well. Yeah. You must despise the stereotype, or which, and again, stereotypes are often based, have a kernel of truth at the very least. Yeah. The yeah. drunken, you know, gun firing, yeah. like ignorant, yeah. you
4: know,
2: guy, right? Well, and I mean, here's here's the thing it's like when the press covers uh, Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, they specifically walk on the outer edge. They try to find the fattest, hillbillyest, redneckest-looking dumb mother who's standing there with an AR front slung over his over protruding belly. You know, John, you've been on three times now. Yeah, uh, who's, uh, who's there talking about? How, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but they're but they're they're always talking about. You know, they, they get the one person who's like going. You know, it's my God-given right to carry this gun wherever I want to. And, you know, this ignorant jackass who does not represent the gun world at all. I mean, I'll tell you, my experience with the gun world Mm -hmm. is single moms, right, who feel they have to defend their home themselves.
1: I know a lot of single moms. I know
2: a lot who are armed.
1: Yeah. Shouts out to single moms. (laughs) (laughs) No, talk talk about that.
5: I think that's that's a big deal, though. But I think sometimes the— the whole gun rights thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's people that cannot get out of law-abiding people. I can't get out of a bad place that are being affected by not being able to protect themselves. And I think that that, I think that's an underrepresented part of the argument that I'm in a bad neighborhood. I'm a single mom, whatever. And I don't have anyone here and there's a fire down the street and there's, I don't know what to do. And I have to pay $300 for this, for that. I have to go through these, jump through these hopes. And I, and I just want to pre- protect my family. It's like, I don't want to go out and rob a liquor store. I would just like to have a gun here legally. Mm-hmm. And it, they, it's made very difficult. So
2: law abiding citizens are, you know, they, they're just that they're law abiding citizens. It doesn't mean that they should be left helpless because some moron has a Poor way of representing themselves. I mean, keep in mind, a lot of the idiots too who say that stuff are actually really harmless. But you know, the the whole idea of machismo and firearms going together, mm-hmm. you know, um, that shouldn't be presented that way because that's not what that is. Keep in mind, what a firearm is is an equalizer, right? I love Saying that quote. it's like equalizer. Sam Sam Colt, mm-hmm. or God made man. Sam Colt made them all equal. I like that quote a lot. Yeah, I'm going to use that right. at the end of the show. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, though, what I want to talk about for a short segment is scary guns. Okay. Yeah. I've used that phrase a couple of yeah. times. I like scary guns. And I think you uh, <laughs> 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 do like scary guns. Yeah. Yeah. It's a and great let's term. A bit it's a great term. That.
5: I don't know if I've heard it that way before. Yeah. As scary, guns. Yep. scary guns. Scary guns. Scary guns. Like all right.
1: It. This is Papa Giorgio's Drunk After Dark Speakeasy Podcast Trademark.
4: <laughs> Service mark. Service
1: mark. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be back in just a moment. So let's do 10 more minutes. Okay. And then and we'll have we filled out. Line. Yeah, filled out uh, uh, a little bit. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, this has been, been my we've favorite one work. so far. Have you enjoyed this? Really? That kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? You know what the deal is. I
5: I've had a I got a f- fucked up work thing right now, uh, and it's just and taking a day off and going and shoot with you guys and doing this. But the sh- I think this I, I like I like that
2: extraordinarily carth- uh, cathartic. cathartic.
5: Yeah, but I like but I also well I was telling we Dan this about, earlier like. about my mm. shooting, and well, you and I have shared this. I'm 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 the guy who. Tries to knock the bullseye out. I'm not. I'm not right. a great, a great marksman or great, you know, defense guy. Whatever. But Tom, um, the the great thing about shooting is that is that you you need to focus on your safety. Yeah. So it's a it's a really great way to get away from your stress. Because like if I've gone to the range and I take my guns there, it's like I can't sit and stew over this client mm-hmm. because. It's like I'm dealing with this lethal item, mm-hmm. and I need to be conscious of my safety. Mm-hmm. And after two hours of that and I go home, it's like, oh, I didn't realize I could not think about that That's stuff. That's like a weird form of meditation. Yeah, I see Because you, I needed to yeah. focus on my safety. Yeah, need to focus mm-hmm. on the safety of people around me. And... It's great that way. I love that.
1: That is, honestly, is that not exactly what, what we were saying on the drive back? Ab- absolutely. It's, oh, really? It is it's, a meditation. Yeah. Really? I yes. wasn't with you guys. So. Oh. But I no, heard no, you. No. I, you it lost was, your phone on. You're with no,
3: us it, it was very relative to the feeling I get when I'm, uh, knee deep in some one ass pussy. Like I, just, <laughs> I knew thing, that I was coming. To I am so car. focused on the right. challenge and task at hey, but I'm serious. Right. You and can't, I'm serious. You, though, can't, like, you can't remember when, that, when I when I did the me. when I did the
1: rush. There's up, a BB joke in there
3: somewhere. The, right. the rush up shooting. Like he asked me, like, so what was that like? I was like, I don't remember shooting. I just did what you told me to do, and I just stopped. Yes. I stopped shooting when I stopped. When I ran out of bullets, right. I kind of didn't really pay attention when I was shooting. I think I killed him. Yeah,
4: but that's the that's the poopy pants thing. Yeah,
5: that you were talking about. It's like. People do that, they shoot someone, they poop their pants, and then they're expected to give a cohesive right. <laughs> argument to the cops when they come. It's like, I have a, a poop in my <laughs> pants, dead sir. Body. I have body, I have crap in my pants, and you're asking me to remember exactly what happened? This was freaking terrifying. Yeah. It's only been seven minutes, and I don't know what to do. Well, and you <laughs> you know, Although, Tunnel
2: vision, yeah. slow motion time happens to people mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, we don't write memories accessible short-term memory a lot of times very traumatic situations actually get blocked from short-term memory mm-hmm. uh auditory exclusion mm-hmm. uh auditory exclusion is interesting because i used to train pro fighters you hear and, nothing around you well yeah and so you will hear things but only what you need to hear your hypothalamus is actually making the decision of what what noises will get translated and which ones won't That's crazy, so isn't like it? when fighters would be in the cage uh if you've ever been to a cage fight yeah. So, Thailand once. Yeah, so it's like uh, oh, I mean, you were in it. Present, yeah, present, present company excluded, of yeah. course. But most of the people who are at uh, a cage fight, um, it wasn't like MIT was their other choice, right? <laughs>
4: so, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it was MMA. Yeah. No. So
2: most of them, most have been drinking since noon, you know, the day before, and then they show up and they're shit faced drunk. And they're standing on their chairs, and they're screaming, punch him in the face! Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, you know, we've been training for this fight for a couple months. We actually have punch him in the face written down. Right? <laughs> in the game plan. We've went, they don't hear that. that one. But the the fighters don't hear punch him in the face. They do hear me. Right? And I'm like, circle mm-hmm. left, circle left, look for your shot.
1: Selective hearing.
2: Right. Basically. And on. so, but the hypothalamus like, oh, that guy who we've been working with the last few months gives us... You know stuff that we need to survive. Prioritize. So prioritize. We'll prioritize that. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. not out screaming ten thousand drunks, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just in the same voice, same cadence we've been using in the gym.
1: Well, you can see so. it. You can if you if you watch a boxing match. Yeah. You know, even from like you know the '60s or something yeah. before they had that kind of the you know hyper audio equipment. Right. You can still catch in once you zoom in on the trainer's directions. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's 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 amazing. Yeah. Because it's also all, often in rhythm. Which helps, I think, somehow.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Do you do that in sure.
2: Uh Yeah, right. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot to it, and there's a lot of feeling where your fighter is at and what you need to do to reach them to get them to hear hear you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and a lot of it is that relationship you've built. So I mean, occasionally I'd have to I'd have to corner fighters who I didn't have that relationship with, mm-hmm. and it was definitely more difficult. Uh, so so then you got to outscreen yeah, the drunks on the side, right? I, would I think. mean, so like if I knew I was going to corner somebody, I'd try to spend at least some time with them. Mm-hmm. So I knew how, how to talk to them, and how to reach them, particularly when they go to a bad place, right? Mm-hmm. They get hurt or they get knocked down or they get scared or they get uncomfortable. And what we need to do to try to get them back into the game, right, a lot of times was challenging. So, mm-hmm. you know, and again, is are they hearing me, right? Mm-hmm. Is that hypothalamus going, yeah, that's a voice you should listen to.
1: So how does that work? So how do you tie that back to the gun?
2: Well, so with guns, a lot of times people don't hear the gunshots,
1: kind of believe that. Yeah, so in fact... Although uh, I was wearing ears. Yeah,
2: right. But I mean, like when I hunt, Mm -hmm. I don't wear ears. Mm. Right? Now, this is kind of interesting. Um, My 14-year-old, we're out pheasant hunting, and it was his turn to shoot the next bird that comes up. And so I shot a bird, and I didn't hear my shotgun. It didn't sound loud at all. Right? Now he comes up, dog's marked on a bird. That bird gets flushed. He brings his shotgun up and shoots it. It's like, that son of a bitching gun was loud. Mm-hmm. That was really loud, and I was like, "And I'm standing a ways away from it." I was like, Ooh. "Oh, I get it." I didn't have a lot of stress, right? I was mm-hmm. just sort of focused on him, mm-hmm. but I didn't have that adrenaline rush I normally have when a bird gets up, hmm. right? So do you
1: call it a full fledged adrenaline? I guess you would. It, it's weird. I need to figure out where my adrenaline is these days.
2: Yeah. So I mean, you know, and here's the thing: is adrenaline can, depending on what it does, it can, it can, it can flash the system and disperse, or it can stay with you. Mm -hmm. And so the longer it stays with you, the more these effects become riddled, and then the higher it becomes. So the higher your heart rate gets and and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, one of the big things is slow motion time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I talked a little bit about, you know, working security and stuff and being in these violent situations and being in crowds where, you know, a lot of people are trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. And to me, it would everything would slow down, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's
1: just, yeah. I mean, and, time is relative, yeah. and it's based on how well, your brain is processing the moment.
2: We had, a, we had a situation where we had a group of eight guys basically charge a door, and there was three of us and eight of them, but the main door to the club was closed, and so we ended up in an 11 full-grown men in an alcove, so basically half the space of this booth. Was the balcony filled? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up with... Eleven guys in a fight in a room half this size, and uh, I mean it was just. (laughs) (laughs) Were you guys actually fighting? Yeah. yeah, Okay. No, it was just. Was this a judo thing? No, no. This is these guys were trying to get into the club to attack other people, so they attacked us first. I mean, no, it was for realsy. Like they were trying to hurt people. In fact, Mm -hmm. when we got them all out, there was three knives laying on the ground. That most I, I saw one person reaching for something, but. I never saw any of the blades, but we ended up pushing everybody out and locking the door. And I remember thinking that I'd, we'd been fighting these guys for several minutes. Mm-hmm. And I went and we looked at the, we reviewed the video. It was, it was about 14 seconds.
1: It's a matrix situation, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. So it, it uh,
1: is yeah. that common. I mean, th- that's common in in the armed forces that they talk about. Well, that's too, why you're
2: your own
5: worst witness, right? Right. I yeah. mean, you right. thought. I mean, you're a trained person. You thought it was a minute or more, yeah, and it was one quarter of that. Yeah, I mean, and you're and you're a trained, you're a trained professional. So, yeah, slow and, motion. And you're you're 75 off. Yeah.
2: Slow motion can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. So I had to shoot the 1911, right? Remember, and it's got that safety, you got to flip down. Mm -hmm. Very cool gun, by the way,
4: Brett. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've had people uh, do this where they're in stress situations, and so we're doing either a a match or something like that, where they go to shoot and they pull the trigger and the gun doesn't fire. And it's like we're all behind them going, turn your safety off, right? Flip your safety, flip your safety. And you can see them just stopping as they're trying to figure out How how to turn that off. And one of the problems that happens with slow motion is once you make a mistake, it feels like that mistake took really long, right? And so you start feeling the panic compress.
4: Oh.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. So it's So that's the downside. Yeah, that's of the downside. Relative time. Yeah, it's like you know, like tunnel vision, people are like, Well, there's downside that I'm not seeing out of here, but my visual acuity right here is way better. Mm-hmm. You know, auditory exclusion, I'm not hearing everything, but I hear what's important. Right. It's very natural. There's of pros it. and cons. I mean adrenaline adrenaline's not there just to screw you up. Right? Adrenaline's there to help you survive. Of course. You know? So. Which is, again, why I need to figure out where the fuck my adrenaline went. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that? I remember the last time this I actually This is a plastic met, like, bag, right? <laughs> on top of your fridge? I, in the I'm basement. pretty sure Christina has it somewhere. Um, yeah, I'm going no. to ask her. Yeah. It's yeah. probably oh, beside wait. my balls. That's somewhere down. in the uh, refrigerator. I was going to make that easy, easy <laughs> joke, uh-huh. yeah, but yeah, yeah, then yeah. I
3: decided, weren't you uh, bitching about one your daughters wouldn't go skydiving with you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll,
3: go, I'll go skydiving with you again I'll go sky oh, That's our next Let's do it deal. I'll Want go
1: Skydiving
5: Bro, I've done it before I'll Have you do done sky shooting? <laughs> I've never done sky <laughs> shooting <laughs> <Isn't it>? oh, <laughs> is, is there sky shooting?
2: That would be badass Dude would, uh, Other plane drop targets awesome. You drop out and shoot <laughs> Oh Yeah how we could it possibly hang. go wrong? I, I could not see any bad downside. <laughs> no, bullets will not except fall. For the, except for the downside. Yeah. The, down, yeah, right. the only side. The gravity
5: thing.
3: <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work so well. You could pull it off. That'd um, be fun, though. Yeah, yes. yeah. But there are downsides, yes. <laughs> yes. Seriously, let's go October. Don't be a little bitch. We're jumping out of a plane.
1: Uh, Dude, I I'm that. the one who's arguing for skydiving. No,
3: you're the one that's arguing for adrenaline. Yeah, if there's one thing that can peak your adrenaline,
5: you, you have agree
1: before, more. Right? That's I, why I was just wondering, want to go Greg, hey, Was
5: there adrenaline today? Some,
1: in truth, no. I got. I can't lie to you. I got no rush out of this. Yeah. I felt a cathartic like release. That's partially right through thing. like a focus and a certain amount of you can feel the energy shooting yeah. out. But I swear to you, I do not think that my heart rate really increased substantially, other than the 20 feet that I ran. Yeah. Why did you stop shooting? I I reached the target. But didn't I say to keep shooting? Yeah, I reached the target, and I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> <laughs> You're assuming I pay attention to instruction when yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> there on a, on a normal or not. day.
2: Yeah. yeah. So the idea behind it is to just simply get your taste of it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what most people will experience is – Uh, the target will come up on them quicker than they think. They Mm -hmm. think they're closer to the target than they actually are. Um,
1: I did leave powder marks. Yes, on
2: your last shot. But you stop, you're good this far away. Oh, okay. Um, And then the other thing that people, and it's like if you go back and videotape it, what you'll almost see with everybody is that when they get done shooting and they take their finger off the trigger, when you'll see them bring the gun back and they do this. Mm -hmm. And this is just a... Like the fight's over? Yeah. Yep, and so you've got Getting this, the blood yeah. back into the yeah. extremities. I mean, maybe it was there. Yeah.
1: What I'm talking about maybe is more the rush associated with the and, adrenaline, and which we'll get it, when yeah. we skydive.
2: Yeah, you probably need a few more, a few more seconds, and then uh, we can do some other things, too. So, um, yeah, because I'll do some things where, where when you have to draw and oh, yeah, man. Page, mm-hmm. multiple targets, that will get you going. Oh, a few more like, sessions. I yeah. thought you said seconds. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh. No, we just, get, we just get it going a little bit longer. <laughs> you take me to right?
1: the back I, room and get I, my adrenaline yeah. flowing. I was kind of like... <laughs> yes.
2: I was, I was kind of like throwing throwing firecrackers at people, too. That helps. Uh, yeah. The firecrackers yeah. help. Fair That's, enough. Yeah.
1: I remember when I was in uh, in uh, I was in, in Indonesia at one point, mm. and it was the only actual live firing experience that I necessarily had ever seen. Yeah. So we're in on the streets of Jakarta, and all of a sudden I start hearing the popping
4: and mm-hmm. the popping
1: is not what you hear in the movies, right. I no. mean, as we all know. It's not even really what you hear in the firing range, yeah. at, at no. least compared to what I heard. Yeah. Guns in the wild sound different. Clearly
3: nobody different. lives in Minneapolis currently.
1: Yeah. Jesus yeah. <laughs> it could be. That could uh. be true. And, and, and I remember I, I, was, I turned around and I saw it, and uh, everybody else hit the deck. And I turned around and I saw it, and I thought, oh, he's not pointing at me. And I watched it. And I thought to myself— I should have responded. I should have reacted. Where did the the you know hyper survival? You look? did react. You just stared at it. Well, that's the fright. Uh, the the thing. yeah, it was freeze. the moment of that realization. Freeze, right. they, whereas they went down instantaneous.
5: Like, now, did uh, you so it did you freeze you just kind of indifferently, or did you freeze out of fear?
1: I I froze indifferently. Yeah. I it was yeah. It, it was, was like my smoke. popcorn. That I is, mean, I, uh,
2: that is a, a fear response. Just Fair so enough. you know, it, it's, it's and it's funny because. I... I, in many ways, I almost think it's a—it's an American fear response that yes. other people Nothing wouldn't bad ab- would ever happen to me. Right. I'm an American. Right. I mean, that's – that's you know, Americans – a good friend from Russia, and he said that's the problem with Americans is they're just so optimistic, you know, that they expect good things to happen to them.
4: This is true. Yes, right. yes. good things happen yeah. to us. I've good seen Iraqi, What the fuck? Yeah, of course. right? Mm-hmm. Of course it's going to happen to us. Uh. So. Mm-hmm.
2: But it's kind of funny. So this, Americans sometimes have that response to – uh, violence crushing in on them they're like right now yeah
1: for example whether it be violence on the left the right or from above yeah, yeah. and we are complacent and completely unaffected by it's it it's like it. the now, city's burning down um let's but now press you can on that it. boat <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've recently made some great purchases of real estate in downtown minneapolis yeah um no as compared to I remember when I was a tiny kid, when I was like six or five or something, I came face to face with a rattlesnake. Yeah, at one point when I was coming down some steps. That was full fledged freeze. Yeah, when you were through there, and also a great example of time stretching out as I stared down this fucking rattlesnake before it slowly went away and, and, yeah. and disappeared. Very different experience from the Indonesia experience where that was literally frozen and you know terrified. Yeah, as opposed to the 3 seconds in the back of the of the car in Indonesia as you simply looked around and I think I was kind of staring at it at the time and simply made the conclusion that he's not pointing at me. It was it was weird. Yeah. But there were very different freeze responses. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying by any means that I I am calm and cool under stress and stuff like that. Yeah. Anything but. I mean, but <clears throat> I didn't get that charge that I was really hoping to get
2: out of it. I get
5: that. I felt that before, before too, where after the fact, I kind of go, that was kind of a cavalier response to something, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't from a macho thing. Mm -hmm. It was just like, I didn't feel like I personally was in danger at that moment, Mm -hmm. and I was an observer, and that might be a completely wrong response. Response. Yeah, mm-hmm. I should have probably hit the deck, but there were some things. There's some things that have happened where you just go,
2: "Oh." The crowd videos of the Vegas shooting, yes, are are really good because there's a lot of people who are in the line of fire when the shots are going off and people are hurt and people are we're screaming. So, like all the warning signs are there, we're still just walking and acting like. No, this is – I'm okay. Nothing's well,
1: It's also because there. reaction is based on an experience.
2: Right. If and, you're not used to being shot at, right. yeah. you wouldn't I, think – I, I
1: mean, mean I do remember actually in Indonesia, my very first response was a car's backfiring. Yeah. Was right. was what I was thinking because it sounds like that old pre-catalytic converter yeah. Yeah. pop noise yeah. that they would kick out. But then simultaneously sort of staring at it. But I mean how can you expect people to do other, otherwise? I mean you don't expect to be no. – to be shot at while right. wandering
2: So Las Vegas. one of the things that we also that I that I'll teach people has a lot to do with observation skills. Hmm. Um, and so part of it is learning to teach people to stay in the moment. Americans really don't hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know mindfulness. mindfulness. Other people do, but like <laughs> mindfulness just, and gun training. Yeah, just being in the moment and being observant of, of what's around you, because most people, you know, I'd say you go to a mall and you could ride in a mall on a freaking elephant and nobody's going to notice. Um, because people just don't observe anything. They don't notice people around them who are acting weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they talk about it, it's like, oh, this person just attacked out of nowhere. He was, like, perfectly normal, and then he went insane. It's like, no, he wasn't. If you, you ever see these attention. people on the video, you can see it's like, oh, no, this guy had all kinds of warning signs, right? Mm-hmm. He was a human porcupine, right? You should have been paying attention, but you weren't, because nobody's ever taught you how to observe people. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so and most of us don't know how to do this i do a i do a course called i should talk about this on the air uh i do do a course called how to carry in public right it's called carry with confidence how to be armed in a public space okay and so people have two big blocks when it comes to carrying a gun in in person the first is that they're afraid of carrying the gun themselves because they feel like everybody can see it right Mm -hmm. they feel like everybody's staring at them Everybody's looking at that bulge under their shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why I carry the gun on the appendix is because uh it really violates most social mores for other people to stare at your crotch. Right? It's good thinking. Yep. So nobody but here's the thing, is it's funny, it doesn't matter how big the gun is, you can carry it open. Ninety nine percent of people wouldn't see it anyways. Hmm. And a concealed, they're never gonna see it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to see it. You have to get over that, mm-hmm. right? The other problem that people have is they don't feel confident because they're not used to looking for other people. And most people are terrible at teaching this as well. Most of the time when people are trying to teach you how to be observant, right, what are they saying to you? They're telling you, pay attention, pay attention. So what am I looking for if I'm paying attention? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the danger. I'm looking for who's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, it's like if you told somebody to you know, look for a tiger, they'd never find a tiger mm-hmm. even when it came up to eat, eat them. If you told them to look for cats, or pussy, they would.
1: Dude has you fucking, he's got your number. He's
2: got
5: your number. <laughs> would... Dan, New... Dan trying... Newkirk has met his match. I'm
2: trying to help his game later, right? Yeah, Is right? Game? Dan um. Newkirk has met his match. <laughs> um, so, but. If you tell them to look for a cat. You, they'll start seeing cats. Mm-hmm. They'll start seeing them. So, you play the game, remember Slug Bug? Yep, call yellow. Kids call it yellow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Call it yellow it's like when you buy right. a new car;
1: suddenly, yep. you see that car everywhere. Right.
2: So if I teach you to start to observe for the common, mm-hmm. the extraordinary will stand out. And I will tell you that the extraordinary does not actually stand out to people; it doesn't. So remember the uh, uh, the guy in Saint Cloud, the Saint Cloud Mall stabber. Yeah. Remember oh, this yeah. guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you know the whole story about him, but he was recruited by ISIS online. Okay. Yep. So he had gone online. He was, uh, I think he was, he was trying to find a girl, so he was checking out a dating site called Jihadi Hotties. <laughs> and he's, Are you shitting me? Was
6: that really the website?
2: Yeah, so there's like Jeez. if you go to it it's like there's there's a there's like a chick on air and she's got like her little tagline she says I want to watch you jerk while I take off my burqa. So
4: uh. Are you shitting me? Come
2: I, on. I, I am shitting you about all that right, part. God, but right. this but, guy did get, But that was jih- good. But yeah.
1: Jihadi Hotties Jihadi is Hotties. a legitimate site. No, no. Jihadi oh, Hotties right. is
2: not a legitimate site. But I, because right now I,
1: somebody is just trademarked I or want, it. I
2: I want it to be <laughs> I, I wanted to. Be. Somebody go to their
1: phone. <laughs> go in private yep. mode. I urge yeah. you to yeah. use
5: private mode. Yeah. <laughs> and go to jihadi hotties. <laughs> jihadi slutties. Yeah, jihadi hotties. Um,
2: um, so, that's the sub site. Yep. That, I'm a
4: jihadi, t- jihadi yeah. slutty.
2: So, anyways, he gets recruited. Now, when this guy goes to stab the people at the mall, right, what kind of knives does he bring? Front chef knives? No. <laughs> Knuckle knives. Steak knives. Oh, uh, Now, okay. steak knives are. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, terrible knife, right? He had taken second place in a sales contest. First place was a brand new Cadillac. <laughs> Anyways, so he goes. Ginsu <laughs> on these people. So he gets these steak knives, and then he goes and he's pacing around the mall for 45 minutes. He's like super agitated. He's walking and people going, Are you a mother? And nobody moves away from him. Are you him. serious? Yeah, nobody moves away. There's still 11 45 people.
1: minutes of a guy with two steak knives asking passers-by yeah. yeah. in St. Cloud, are you a Muslim? You a Muslim? I, and I, no had, one I had anything? a Jewish
3: ex-girlfriend cut me with Whoa. a steak knife during sex. Slow down. i Muslim. What? Because what? I had a Jewish ex-girlfriend. She yeah. she slayed me with a uh, steak knife. What? And Why? Then, Why? And then what when are you when talking about? She went to lick my blood. It was We're, a sexual thing. Uh, but she was Jewish <laughs> and I have a Muslim family. You think that was connected? Dude. That is... No. no back it up
2: rewind man rewind and erase
1: okay so she pulls a knife to suck your blood blood. you sure she wasn't trying to do like this wasn't like a late stage breast or something wait a minute
2: you dated my sister (laughs) she's got a blood
1: she had a blood thing a blood fantasy and a rape
3: fantasy clearly the you know one was easier than the other and you went with this all right okay yeah okay
5: go back to it (laughs) Mike.
3: To okay. Giorgio, uh-huh. so sorry, okay. Back to um, Mike. Papa Okay.
4: Back yeah. to Mike. Back to so,
5: Mike. Back to Mike Riley. I'm... <laughs> back oh, to, to back Mike to. Riley. Okay. Back to Mike Riley, the expert.
2: What of the food. hell was I talking about, for God's sakes? How Gee, can, how can anybody, you know? Right? How, how could, could you, you even Muslim would have been a yeah, know? Most it? people just don't see <laughs> when other people are... Acting out when they're dangerous, when they're when they're when their tension raises, mm-hmm. because we are not trained to look at other people, right? So one of the things when we do this class, I train people how to look at other people. I teach them a, a game called "Man in the Hat," and it it teaches you to start looking at other people and telling stories about them, which so. is a good general rule. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about
1: Simon Garfunkel
2: here. Yes, yep. playing games so, with the faces, and, and in fact, yes. that reference, Great song. that Great reference. Song. Uh, that reference, Man in the Hat. So it, I remember trying to figure out where that came from, right? I love that idea that Man in the Hat is a spy. Well, the game Man in the Hat is from the OSS training, So, which is the precursor for the it CIA. Was man, it was a man in a, a gabardine suit. And the, oh, was the bow tie yeah. was a yeah. camera. Yeah. So, But that whole idea of looking at somebody yeah. and telling a story about them, right, and having yeah. it fit. Mm-hmm. What it does is it gets your eyes to start looking at everybody going and oh, looking for America. Well, you're looking at it oh, and say, so. who'd, "Who'd make an interesting oh. story? Yeah. Who here'd make an interesting story?" Yeah, mm. and you start looking around. So it, it starts right. to become it, it becomes a game, and then you start seeing things that don't
5: fit into right. the what you see as a yeah. safe. And once we make thing, a things a game, we'll do it all. You're creating a form yeah, of some mindfulness. mindfulness for yeah.
1: sure. Three words: mm. mindfulness, shooting range. Yes. Uh, so. <clears throat> Buddha and bullets.
5: So this is <laughs> uh, so, uh, Buddha bullets and bubbles. Mike, I meant to I meant to ask you this. I meant to ask you this. Uh you, you touched on it a couple of minutes ago. The Las Vegas shooting. Yes. I don't know how it disappeared. It's like it, it's this it's the biggest mass shooting and it's so full of mystery. And it just got let go i don't i mean i'm not a conspiracy guy but but of all the things that have happened in the united states in the last Mm -hmm. eight years whatever that one just blows my mind i think how did they not have answers about that one
2: was it was it was it just that mysterious talking about i know they caught him he's
1: arrested he was picked up
2: was he shot he was shot, right? Uh, I think he probably ch- did a self-checkout. But okay. but yeah. but what was? I mean, they they were very guarded. They were very guarded about his.
4: Did, they loved.
5: were very guarded about his past. The guy that the the the, the hotel employee that came in. Yeah. The shots the it just kind of disappeared. But it
2: was so huge. I think it was because it's it's hard to explain, and, you know, one of the things is the death toll number was really high but I think when they started going through actual cause of death they found that a lot of people died from being trampled uh, which is really a huge factor in a lot of these shootings oh, really? is how many people are killed by being trampled.
1: But does that matter? I mean, I, if you no, if you it, shoot enough people and then they trample, you had six bullets, for example,
2: yeah, right. and 35 people died because you flaunt, you, you unloaded six yeah. bullets and you started a stampede. It, it, it matters if you're somebody who wants to survive this type of situation. Oh, and no. if you're trying to understand what actually happened. And people forget how dangerous panic is. Hmm. Right? I mean, people get killed. I mean it's like eleven people died trying to see the Who, right?
4: Which so. is
1: perhaps the greatest tragedy of all.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Yeah, I I I like would have died
5: not to see the Who the year that I would saw song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought of sure. you as a pinball wizard. Yeah. I, I, don't, I it wasn't good. No I saw the Who in concert I was like, eh, I don't know. When did you I see the was it Ooh. Like, recently? Like, no, it was like old. 90s, oh, early yeah. 90s.
1: It was it was still... So, well, meh. Well, meh. well, early 90s, they were still coming off some late era hits. They were still... Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I had a friend who used that to that call them the poor man's Rolling Stones.
2: Yeah, I don't know. If you try to be stand Top...
5: The Stones you know, were way better. And Pink Floyd way better. Okay, go
4: ahead.
2: Yeah. So, how do
5: you
4: survive
1: a stampede?
2: Anyways, yeah, how do you survive so, a stampede? So, I mean, if you have to survive a stampede, there's a number of things you can do with, with groups, but how you move through the crowd. The other thing, too, is that people don't understand... Where they should be going to exit, right? So, for example, if you're in the Mall of America, you're on the third floor of Mall of America. You're somewhere between Sears and Nortonville. I don't remember what sorts are there. I haven't been right? to Mall of America in right? 10 you're years. You're standing outside of soccer Appeal, right? Um, <laughs> and a bomb goes off, and you have to get out of the building. Where's your nearest exit?
1: Well, first yeah. of all, I've been forced into the Mall of America, so I'm not sure I deserve to exit. Right. <laughs>
2: But um, you should. But secondly, but where's so, your nearest
1: exit? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
2: You look for the nearest uh, staircase. So your nearest exit is is in the back of the store nearest you.
1: Is in the back of the store nearest you. Oh, really? that's good, Wow,
5: it? that's good. But wait, no. So, but
1: I mean, why, the, the store next to you may not, I mean, have... You've got to get down three floors.
5: They all have exits. Every, uh, every floor. Every store
1: goes down three floors, or you can go into the outside yep, peripheral so there's, zone. There's, so you
2: dive into a oh, store and go to the back. Yep, there's basically a runway... Keep in mind, none of those stores are getting their deliveries through the front door, right? They don't get no, them. No, coming up through sense. freight it's elevators. Coming in the back door. all like time t- when people are when <laughs> back to everybody is trying to get to the door they came in. Full circle, mm-hmm. and that's where the stampede happens. That's where bodies get crushed. So bo- every store at the, bo- the mall—that's right? not true. I mean, block. every
1: major store you're
2: saying, right? Every every—I
1: mean, like you know the 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 what did you call socks appeal? Yeah. Does not have a
2: dedicated staircase down. You're right. They don't. What they have is the leads to a hallway that only staff is there, Mm -hmm. right? So keep in mind, like, if you walk around Mall of America, you'll probably, on the main floor, you'll probably see 50 doors. Mm -hmm. Most of them don't have hardware on the outside because they only open from the inside. But those are emergency exits. So you
1: can push them open. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. See? There it is. Yeah. Once again, though, I go back to
2: the, if you find me at the Mall
1: of America, huh, you
2: really let me uh, go. If you're the Mall of America, you kind any, of observe what's coming. Yeah, today, any you know, mall, yeah. right? Any mall. Any mall, right? But people don't think about where the nearest exit is. They always think about where they came in. Good point. Yeah,
5: That's true. That's yeah. a big deal. I mean, we are really blessed to not have to worry about our surroundings as much as.
1: we'll get used to it. We're going to have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. as time goes on, we, we <laughs> yeah, do more and more. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank that, you. Was, that was from the before times. Yeah. That's in, the after the times. Yeah, in the before the times.
5: Greg, Greg, yes. has, Greg has coined the phrase, these are the after times. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It's common. It's 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 a lot like Topher. Yeah. <laughs> did you
5: did you coin it?
1: Or? In my head, I did. Yeah, I started referring to it as the after times. It, has it become common? I mean, I've
5: only heard it from you, but I like it.
1: I think I've seen it elsewhere. I'm sure I've seen it
5: yeah. elsewhere. I've
2: always just oh, referred yeah. to it when people are like... Dystopia? Yeah, I just say when people think oh we can do this like those were the before times
1: yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. all right. right let's do 10 more minutes tell me one thing you would like to get out that maybe you can put on your website yeah. Yeah. or something
2: um i would like to talk about the carrier with confidence class and great Good. So, yeah so lay it on us about- is well, that the real. is that the hat uh yeah great
1: Yep. Yeah. i like that idea a yeah.
6: lot all,
1: all right. right
6: music request what do we got
1: Oh, uh, shit. Type it in fast. How about um, Devil's Right Hand? Right. I'm in a Johnny Cash theme.
6: Appropriate. We can do that. Here we go. All
1: right. So set it up for 10 minutes, though. Exit us, outro us, and that will be the conclusion. So, and once again, you carry with confidence. Carry
2: with confidence.
6: All right, here we go, guys.
0: About the time my daddy left to fight the big war saw my first pistol in the general store in the general store when I was 13 thought it was the finest thing I ever had seen I asked if I could have one when I grew up mama dropped a dozen eggs and she really blew up she really blew up and I didn't understand mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand she really blew up and I didn't understand mama said the pistol the pistol is the devil's right hand The devil's right hand The devil's right hand Mama said the pistol is the devil's right hand I
1: don't get enough time to do uh, Johnny Cash. Maybe 2021 a
5: 2021 season. It's also a good thing that the devil is left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: a goddamn good oh, point. Oh, uh, yes. Girl,
5: I am left-handed. Right.
1: And yeah, yes,
5: you, me... So the pistol is the devil's right hand, but... That's no
1: big deal. Yep. I think can't Mama didn't know shit. enough
5: about the devil. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can't shoot right it.
1: Great. <laughs> this is Papa Giorgio's Drunk After Dark. Speakeasy podcast. Trademark. Service mark. <laughs> Key. It's important. It's totally important. Dude, we've been talking with... So, all right, here's the deal. I am a center-left... Some might call me a libtard
4: mm-hmm.
1: from time to time. Yeah. I you are a... Conservative, you're not even, you're yeah. more of a libertarian. I'm much more of a libertarian. A libertarian. We yeah. might call you a con. Yeah, so these more days. of a con artist. Yeah, libertarian
2: <laughs> slash anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> and a fabulous chef. Yeah, I'm just, my, my whole thing with government is uh, the less of it, the yeah, better. The less, the less government, the better.
1: But what we can agree on with certainty is that if you're going to carry a gun, you better know how to use a goddamn gun. right? And you got to understand mm-hmm. that this is not a toy. This is a deadly weapon. This is something that education really has an impact on. Yes. And it's not just being able to target shoot. Right. I mean, I love that about when we were doing our shooting. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. You need to have awareness. And you have a course about yeah. awareness. So
2: I teach a course called Carry With Confidence. And I put this together because there's so many people who have permit to carry who never carry a gun. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a lot of time researching, why don't you carry the gun? Why don't you carry the gun? And people have a lot of reasons, but I think it comes down to basic two things. There's a level of physical discomfort and a level of mental discomfort. Hmm. Now, the physical discomfort makes sense. You're carrying a pound or two pounds of metal next to your body. And I will tell you how you should carry a gun is next to your body. I don't like it when people carry in bags or... You know, off their bodies, or they carry in these very elaborate holsters. Because or... I have a fabulous
1: yeah. Louis Vuitton man bag, and I'm a I'm a really good
2: of. example of that. I mean, I've had I've had my
5: permit to carry for years, and I, yeah. I bet I would have carried my gun three hours, yeah, in yeah. 15
2: years. Yeah, and that's pretty common. I mean, was-
5: I mean, do you, you know, speak to that because I mean, I'm a I'm a great example. It's like I I have it because I feel. I don't, I don't even really know why. right So you talk to that. I
2: mean, I think a lot of people have it because it's their right to have it. I yeah. know a lot of people have gotten it because they're worried that that right is going to go away. Maybe. again, these aren't things that necessarily keep me up at night, uh, but I know it keeps other people up at night. And I think people get it because they you know they feel like they're gonna carry a gun, and then they put the gun on and they start walking around the house and they're like this is really uncomfortable and they're standing in front of a mirror going oh my god everybody can see this and they think people are going to I think that's it I think that's I, it. mean, I think, that's, I think like, that's
5: exactly right yeah. that or that or that you're judged because you're at some a family function and you've yep. got it's like you're you're a freaking paranoid de- delusional right. like yep. right-wing crazy yep. asswipe
2: that it's like we don't want you around right so and that's the thing is people think people are going to see the gun and it's like you know you gotta you gotta understand. It's like you're looking and, at world like a thirteen year old boy. And right. you shouldn't. Nobody's and you, gonna and, see it. And you shouldn't
5: right. say anything or talk about it, right? Right. I mean that's kind of the deal, right? Yeah. You should, I don't. You shouldn't say that I, I carry everywhere I go. I mean you're different because you're a firearms professional and that's right. your business. But in, probably in in my case, if if I were to do that with the people that I, right. And
2: I, I I should. Keep my Moshe, right? Right. Well, and here's the thing. It's like in, – in <laughs> On a Minnesota, radio show, I'm keeping on But in Minnesota, it's legal to carry Ooh. open. But I'm not a big fan because no. I think it – one, I think it makes other people uncomfortable. And two, I think why are you why are you projecting this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it matters that
5: people are uncomfortable. It does.
2: Yeah, it does matter. And it, and here's the thing is your friends who hate guns, if you ever had to pull that gun out, they'll be very grateful you did. Right. Right? But it's it's one of those things where – most people, they're uncomfortable carrying the gun, so they don't. And I have a lot of people go, well, you know, I'll carry it very often, but, you know, if I feel like I'm going someplace where I need a gun, I'm like, if I'm going someplace where I feel I need to carry a gun, I don't go to that place. Right? That's solid, that's yeah, good. That is solid, solid decision That's great making. advice. Yeah, right. That is good you advice. You just gave away the course.
1: Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. So,
2: but, you know, I will tell you if violence is going to happen in your life, it will not announce itself. It will not happen where you expect it to happen. It will not, not, not happen in a the way. The vast
1: majority of Americans, violence does not occur in their lives. The okay. vast, vast majority. Um,
2: yes, there's yeah. no way you could persuade me otherwise. Okay. So, how many home invas- violent home invasions have been in Eden Prairie this year? I don't know. I don't live in Eden Prairie. Yeah. So, but this is where you work, right? No, I work over in a diner. Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> nice record here. All right. Well, <laughs> it does a little better. But how many home yeah, invasions
1: no. <laughs> occurred in the, in Eden
2: Prairie last year? Uh, about forty. Forty. Okay. Yep. Out of a population of about I don't know how many people are in like Eden Prairie. 60,000, 60, Yeah, so, seventy thousand. Okay. But I mean, here's the thing: is you would think Eden Prairie is a pretty wealthy suburb. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the truth. And is, are these
1: violent home invasions you're yeah. citing here? Yeah. As in people were home. Yep. And there, there was not, a violent there's confrontation.
2: There's not burglary. There's been hundreds and hundreds. Of not thousands to of burglaries, say. but mm-hmm. these are home invasions, right, mm-hmm. where people are confronted violently. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of violent muggings. I mean, you know, right where we're at right now, within a mile here, I know of, of violent attacks that have taken place uh, at the gym, at Lifetime Fitness, at the, mall of, at the Eden Prairie Mall. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not saying that it's commonplace. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is that it happens. It does happen, and but
1: to a small percentage, but it does happen.
2: It does happen. So, you know, am I saying everybody needs to carry a gun everywhere they go? No, but if you want to carry a gun, you should be comfortable doing it. Hmm. And part of learning that is, one, learning how to realize that, one, nobody's going to know you're carrying a gun. Mm -hmm. And then, two, is that most people aren't comfortable carrying a gun because they really are not confident in themselves that they would know what to do. So keep in mind, I've I've said this before on the show already, you kill for what you're willing to die for. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to die for that moment, Right The sooner you see that moment, the better chance you have of not having to die for it
1: see, but once again, i got to go back to you 're assuming a rational decision making mm-hmm. in this circumstance and within a violent circumstance, as you pointed out, three two yeah. one violence occurs, yeah. you have to make that turn mo that, that, that turn of the moment decision. Mm-hmm so you're not going to necessarily am I going to die for this this mm-hmm. is i'm road rage ex- yep. you know anger and frustration this is what scares most people mm-hmm. is that if people are packing guns right now left and right yep. not to mention also the fact that knowing that violence could occur at any moment mm-hmm. if you are confronting someone and now you know that everyone has a gun necessarily isn't it really a nuclear situation where you know whoever shoots first theoretically might win mm-hmm. assuming there's no mad theory yeah, I well, like this is, but,
2: but this hasn't happened, right? We haven't seen this happen. No, but it would if everyone embraced your philosophy. Mm, I don't think it would. Carrying a gun doesn't make you more likely to use a gun.
1: No, it, 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 people who don't carry gun, very, <sighs> guns very rarely use those guns. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm, I would argue that no one's ever used a gun that they're not carrying. Right. But <laughs> but right. the
5: thing is, legal legal gun carrying has a lot of requirements with it that I think I think like. The um, chemical use, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very strict, and I think I think from whether you agree or disagree with NRA or whatever, I mean your your blood alcohol level at threshold is very low for carrying a gun. Yeah, and I think that I think that any any uh, gun permit holding person agrees with those limits. It's not like they so should be raised up to
2: 2.0 or whatever. My You know, my idea behind this, if I carry my gun, I'm paying attention to the world around me. Yeah. And when I see somebody who is, uh, in fact, I was at a Target, and it was just kind of a funny thing because I always tell this story. I was at the uh, Target in Chanhassen, and they were doing reconstruction. And I could tell as I go to turn down this narrow aisle, and there's a guy standing in the aisle, and you can just tell he's pissed, right? He's just squeezing the handle of his cart and... Yeah, I'd have to squeeze by him, and I remember seeing him and just going, yeah, I'm just going to go the other way, you know, <laughs> and backing out and go the other way. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's like, you know, what did I avoid? I don't know, probably just somebody who would growl at me a little bit. But mm-hmm. what if he was somebody who was, like, just, you know, you never know if you're going to be the last straw on somebody's back here. Agreed. Right? He may be carrying a gun. You're Right. But here's the thing is I'm carrying a gun, but I'm also paying attention. Yeah. And I will tell you that this class in particular, the Carry With Confidence class, really gets people to understand what carrying a gun in public means and what it doesn't mean. So, you know, you talk about confrontation. Well, you're carrying a gun, you can't do that, right? You can carry your ego or you can carry a firearm. You don't get to carry both. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I want people to understand how to do is, one, nobody's going to know that you're carrying a gun. Mm -hmm. But, two, you're going to learn to start paying attention to other people around you Mm -hmm. and seeing other things around you and understanding the environment you're in and understanding the quickest way out of a building. You know, I will bring people there and say, you know, where's where's the nearest exit? And people are looking for the exit signs. It's like, if you're in a mall, go right through the store. Mm-hmm. Right? The nearest <laughs> store you're by because they don't take deliveries through the front. There's a way to get out of the building that way.
1: Hmm. You know? Which we we're talking about between segments. Yeah. But, you know, Papa Joe Giorgio's right. listeners caught all that yeah. stuff.
2: So, but it's, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I really want people to understand with this, this class is one of those things like, this isn't just a shooting class. This is learning how to live with a firearm, mm-hmm. learning how to live with a gun. So we talk about it. It is important that you're trained, and it is important that you understand what you're doing, and learning how to build the discipline. What we call everyday discipline, right? Mm-hmm. So everyday carry, mm-hmm. things you carry with you every day, mm-hmm. you know, your phone, your keys. You know, what else do you carry? That safety equipment. I always have a flashlight with me. I always have a firearm with me. I always have a blade with me. You I know.
1: carry a lot of jewelry on my wrist. Yeah. Which
2: there you geez, go dangerous. I can kill yeah. a man if I un- yep. hook it. And, I and carry got it with a really
1: small neck. A purse. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: to make a <laughs> You know, and, and so... Uh, it's, so
1: you always carry a knife as well. Uh, so you're armed to the And yet you're also a judo expert. Uh-huh. Uh, you must... I mean, can I, can I say, in all honesty, you yeah. are an American. Yeah. You've been in the military. Right. You've worked in various dangerous situations, yeah. yes. But in yeah. general... What 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 do you need to be so? I mean, and you can bunch, kill all wait, three wait, of us in this room right now without any weapon whatsoever. Yeah. But wait, a why second. do you need the additional? Uh, but weapons? you
5: know what, though? I mean, do you feel as? I mean, you got a peace, you got a super peaceful vibe. I mean, I get, I get you that do, from confidence. Uh, that's yeah, what yeah, I it's the mean. Energy, but it, but it's like you are not confrontational. It's like you're 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 confident, but I mean that I think is a really good way to be the, um, defender of, of, or the, or the, uh, what's the word? The, the card, I don't know, the face of being self-defense person. Right. I mean, when- it's like, it's like, you're not, it's not a, mo, it's not a machismo thing. It's, it's a, it's just a, like, I am me and I'm defending myself. It's a very Zen kind of
2: feel. So. Philip Porter was uh, the only American O-sensei, so he was a ninth-degree black belt in Judo. Mm-hmm. And um, Phil you know, told me, I said, you know, he said, the most dangerous person in the world, the most dangerous person, the person you should really be terrified of, is a coward. Agreed. He goes, cowards are the scariest people. And he goes, are we moving
1: into the yeah. Donald Trump discussion? <laughs> yeah. Already? Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Uh, with segment
2: the- Five. You brought up Biden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, with, you know, when you have somebody who is, who is scared, mm-hmm. right, they are extremely dangerous. And when you have somebody who, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Like, my biggest thing with people, that, it's like, if you don't like guns, it's great, man. Uh, you know, don't buy one. Don't, don't carry one. When you want to start telling me what I need to be able to do to protect myself, that's, that's where I have the problem. You know, if mm-hmm. you tell me I can't have a gun to defend myself, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not sure. I'm.
1: Well, it's a very jump libertarian streak in
2: you. Yeah. It's well, simply,
1: but, but you must agree, you're an exceptional critter. No offense.
2: Uh, you're an exceptional critter, Dan. I don't, I don't know if I am. You're an exceptional critter. <laughs> I'm, I'm unexceptional. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I've been. I've been trained, and I can train other people mm-hmm. to do this. And I've I've literally trained hundreds, if not thousands, of people. To do this, there's a, uh, there's a group of ladies who I trained. There's a women's group called the Valkyries, and these are all people. Uh, I'm guessing they're fucking
1: giant. And, uh, are you sure? me? It's no, no. no. hot. Yep. Do they hang and, out with the red hat ladies?
2: Yeah. No. Uh, no. <laughs> there's going to be a rumble. Almost certainly the red hat ladies would want to think twice. Uh, but these are all people who they didn't carry a gun. They didn't uh-huh. own guns before we met, most of them, and now they carry a gun. And they're not somebody who's ever going to get into – they're never going to pick a fight, right? They're the first person who's going to walk away from trouble. Uh, but here's the thing. We know that the second worst thing that can ever happen is that you shoot somebody.
1: Worst thing being you're shot by somebody else. The
2: worst thing is that you or your loved one gets traced in chalk, right? Hmm. So we're going to train ourselves. We know that when, if we meet that point, we can, sur- we can fight and survive. Mm-hmm. Now, because we know we can fight and survive, we can think much clearer about all the different ways we can get out of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think carrying a gun makes a person more dangerous.
1: No. I mean, it, there's so many things I could go into on that one. It's not that it's making you more dangerous. It's that... You are the exception to the rule. I would, you must agree with that. You must understand that you, Mike Riley, are the exception to the rule. The vast majority, I mean, isn't it an – are you almost making an argument for a certain level of gun control in the sense that people who should not have guns – you're acknowledging
2: that people out there are unaware. People who have guns are unaware. I think that most people self-select themselves for, for gun control. I mean think when that? people don't feel confident, they don't carry their gun. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's the other thing, too. People who carry their gun because they think it's cool to carry a gun, mm-hmm. and I know those people, they don't carry a gun for long. Why not? Because it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable to carry a gun.
1: Well, yeah. No, 100 percent. I mean I, I'm irritated that I have to keep buying giant cell phones. Yeah. I, I miss my right. razor. I
5: thought you were going to say buying John drinks. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> but you know it's Giant cell phones. Yeah. 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 No, and, and, and you're pulling it out. But it also brings in the concept of Chekhov's gun is mm-hmm. one of the things that I always want to go back to with gun rights advocates. That is mm-hmm. to say, are you familiar with Chekhov's gun? Put me on the spot. Mm. I know. Are you familiar? Are you no. f- you're familiar with Chekhov's gun. I've I'm, heard. Nobody yeah. knows the phrase Chekhov's gun. It's it's it's. <laughs> I have the radio. Show. Yeah, yeah. Chekhov's gun is an argument in a play. If in Act One you show a gun on a table, that gun okay. must be used yeah. in Act Two. Right. Or else, ah. it's a complete disaster. Right. So once you have a gun. Once you're carrying Chekhov's gun, Mm. most people, I think, feel that they're going to have to use that gun by Act Two. Or Uh, else it was a complete and
2: total waste. I I would I would say that most people's lives are not plays. Well, sadly. And and not and not movies. So I know it's like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, my apologies to to Bill Shakespeare, but um, it
1: was Anton Chekhov, Chekhov,
2: yeah. but b- 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 fair enough. No, but like Shakespeare's "All the World's a Stage." Uh, so, no, f- oh, no, fretting yeah. and I will and tell you that with when <laughs> people start carrying a gun mm-hmm. and they start living with the gun, mm-hmm. those things go away. People in general,
1: I'm not sure. I think that I think that's the, the the natural root of the issue. Although, again, you could make an argument that there are massive numbers of guns on the street. And relative to the numbers of times those guns are used is minuscule. Yeah, and particularly still is a matter.
2: When we're talking about legally purchased guns, right? How often legally purchased guns are used in violent crime Mm -hmm. is even far, far less. Right? Criminals who use violence and use guns on the more regular Mm -hmm. right, they use guns that they've stolen.
1: Yes, but of course they stole them from people who bought them legally, and as long as you're yep. allowing this influx of guns into society from a legal perspective, you're then fueling the underworld usage of guns because where else are they going to get the guns? I mean if you remove – I mean you can't argue. Yeah. Asia, Europe, you know, everywhere but Africa and South America has a far lower rate of gun deaths than we do. Yeah,
2: but We're, they don't necessarily have lower homicide rates.
1: No, they do and have they, lower homicide rates. They absolutely not, have lower. That's not
2: true world. in every country though.
1: Western Europe, the aggregation of Western Europe, mm-hmm. which is what three hundred and forty million people, mm-hmm. has a lower homicide rate than the United States by factors of magnitude. Is that the mm-hmm. right term? Factors of magnitude.
4: Mm-hmm. Do
1: you disagree? Uh, Do we can uh, check you know it if we, need we to.
2: can we can go back and if like if you read a lot of stuff from John Lott and and from Reason, who looks at a lot of the statistical analysis of like gun violence and violence in general around the world, you know, you're really not seeing this this huge. Numbers And specifically, if you're looking at concentrations of urban areas. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the this is one of the things to kind of look at is where is the violence and firearms actually happening and how is it actually happening? So, you know, high poverty. One of the things, too, is that Americans uh, commit suicide with firearms a lot more often. And those those suicides are counted in gun violence, whereas. Suicides in European countries that are done by jumping off bridges, or taking pills, or slashing with knives, are not considered. Death or if by you're violence. in Finland, right.
1: simply saying,
2: yep. exit." Yep. Yeah, So mm-hmm. you know that right. that's one of the right. things that skew viol- the numbers yeah. really right. terribly. Because keep in mind, suicide, is suicide huge. rates
1: in Europe are lower than suicide but, rates in the United States. But gun States. suicide in the suicide where, is where is in huge. Europe? I'm talking when I say Europe, I'm talking Western Europe. Three hundred forty million people comprise okay. the whole of Western Europe, which is basically everything west of the Ukraine.
2: Yeah. So, but I mean, now you're looking at multiple different countries. I mean, I don't know that we're looking at an apples to apples comparison, and we Probably could not. go down this rabbit hole, you know, you a million can. a million miles, and you can cut up the statistics any way you want. The point is this:
1: lies, damn lies. If you
2: yeah, if if you're a law-abiding citizen who wants to carry a firearm, then you should carry a firearm, and you should learn how to use it, and you should understand what it is that you're carrying and what you're living with. Um, you know, li- and the
5: liability because I mean, what what is it? A million dollars the liability for every 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 uh, much, yeah. every round in the chamber yeah I mean it's, it's like it's insane how much seriously liab- you have to
1: carry liability based on bullets you don't have no, to carry but, liability but if you it's but if a, you shoot
5: someone yeah. it's going to cost you a million dollars even if it's even if it's justified yeah. to oh, to get no. yourself out of your situation
2: you know, even and, if it's justified and here's the thing is somebody who's a very very John strong insurance company yeah very somebody who's an extremely strong Second Amendment advocate like myself. I'm telling you, I want you, if you shoot somebody, I want that to be investigated to the hill. I'm okay with that costing you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it costing you a lot of pain because mm-hmm. somebody had to die. You know, I'm okay with with that. Uh-huh. Again, you pulled that gun because you're willing to die for that moment. Hmm. right? You have to understand this is going to be a life-changing – There's a huge cost to, yes. using, to carrying and right. using it to protect yourself. This is going to be a life-changing – Incident. It's Mm -hmm. going to change your life. Mm -hmm. Let me give you every tool that you can get Mm. so you can make a decision earlier that doesn't involve a change in your life. But the other thing is, you know, what you definitely don't want to do is leave yourself unarmed in a violent world. Right. Where Although somebody can take some would argue
1: that if you remove the guns in the general sense, you're reducing violence overall. Well, what but if, what if we remove the great equalizer? What if, what if instead is? of
2: removing arms in, in the firearm sense, we just remove arms in general? Then, then everybody would be much safer, right?
1: How would I carve my uh,
2: – my Yeah, you anything? know, we've got we to be willing to give up something, I mean, even if it saves one life. And I, I point this out because that when we start getting into that thing, it's like, well, what if there were no guns? How like, far can you go? You know, how far can we go? Here's the here's the reality. Well, the slippery
1: slope never has any traction for me. Pun- right. Literally intended. Because yeah. you can build a slippery slope argument for absolutely right. anything. Here's you could argue countries, if you want to do statistics, you can take a look at violence rates. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to argue that there isn't greater violence in countries that have more liberal, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. gun laws, yeah. where guns are more prevalent. But what we can agree on without doubt
2: mm-hmm. Is that guns are a reality? Yeah, they exist. Well, and
1: if you're going to have one, you better know
2: how to use it. I can I can challenge that a little bit though, because you know, do we have more gun violence in Texas or Illinois? I do not know. It's Illinois. Okay. Who has Who has stricter gun laws? Well, Texas, that's absurd because
1: we have porous borders, and you can move guns. And as you've already said, most right. guns are used by criminals who have stolen guns from countries. So well, if you're going we, to control it, it's got to right. be nationally.
2: Why do we see? In areas where there's tighter gun control, higher crime.
1: Because they put in tighter gun control because there's more violence. But you're not able to adjust the amount of violence or the guns that are flowing in because Mm -hmm. if you have uh, the ability to drive across the border and buy these guns or steal these guns, if you will, those guns will make their way to the criminal element. Criminals will always get their hands on guns as long as guns
2: are out there. Ah. So if criminals will always get their hands on guns. As long as guns are out there. Yeah, I mean – and I'll I'll just tell you, there's no way to reverse that. There isn't. I mean Australia did. Since guns aren't
1: biodegradable. America could. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about 3D printed guns as well, and we never got uh, to that, I mean, and we've yeah. run out of time. Yeah. Well, I can come back. But here's... Oh, I would love to. Yeah. Another yeah. Uh, shooting experience, yeah. and we'll talk more about it. I didn't get to talk about level the two. benefits. Level yeah. gotta be two. Level. It's got to be
6: skydiving yeah. and
5: shooting. Oh, my combined. God. Yes. Yeah. Be
6: That's going to be the so best Papa Giorgio yeah, yes. of the,
1: all the time.
5: When
2: he landed with his parachute, he was dead. <laughs> well, and here's... <laughs> you know, I mean, here's the thing I'd like to say is for for everybody out there who's interested in... Learning about it. Maybe you don't plan on carrying a gun. Maybe you don't plan on ever shooting a gun. Mm -hmm. I really strongly suggest people to take a permit to carry class Mm -hmm. uh, from a qualified instructor, specifically Mm me. Um,
1: I couldn't agree more. Give your info.
2: Come and take that class because you're going to learn about the laws that govern it. You're going to learn about the physicality behind it. You're going to learn about the mentality behind it. And you're going to learn about the responsibilities of it. And I know a lot of people have come in with very set ideas of what the class is going to be and what people are permit to carry are like, and they walk out of that class with a very different mindset. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are afraid to take that class first. They feel that like they want another experience. I'll tell them, it's like, nope, take that class first because that's going to teach you what you need to actually learn before you get to that point where you can carry a gun. Mm-hmm. It's not you just take the class and start carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to it. And I couldn't agree more, you know, to get to become comfortable carrying a firearm, to become comfortable living with it. And when I say comfortable, I don't mean lackadaisical. Like Mm -hmm. we went through how to pick up a gun. Confident. Yeah. We went through how to pick up a gun today. Mm -hmm. Right. Every time I pick up a gun, I'm going through that same process. Mm -hmm. I don't cavalierly pick a weapon up. As soon as my hand is starting to reach for a gun, I know. Right. This is this is a tool. That can be extremely dangerous,
4: mm-hmm.
2: right? And you start following the processes every single time. So it's you know that's what you know that's what I teach, and that's what I help give people the confidence of doing. So whether it be the permit to carry class or carry with confidence, or if you carry a gun but have never drawn it, mm-hmm. you should probably learn how to do that too. Yeah.
1: I couldn't. Again, agreed completely. Mm-hmm. I just want to say again, the experience I had with you today yep. was was fabulous. Yep. And you know, I'm one of these people. I don't want a gun. I shouldn't have a gun. Mm. I'm Italian. Yeah, maybe Italians in a general sense shouldn't <laughs> <be able to laughs> have guns, but but you know, the the your philosophy on guns, your ability to manage them safely, and what you're telling people. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from make sure you're pointing at whatever you're looking at so you're yep. not waving the gun around, which is a natural instinct yep. who the hell else cares right. when you're waving around you know, a cocktail, right. for yep. example. Yep. These are potentially life-saving right. lessons. For sure. So thank you for, for helping sure. people understand these. Yeah. Awesome. So. And before we go and we wrap it up, I just have to ask one last question. Who had a better grip on their gun, me or Newkirk?
2: Uh, boy, um, both of you had, uh, very, very good grips. Uh, you know, it was, the grips were both supple
4: <laughs> and gentle, but yet confident. <laughs> Made me feel safe.
2: <laughs> All right. There so it is. many ways.
1: There All it right. is. That's a beautiful answer. All right. All right. Phone number and email. One more time.
2: The phone number is 612-386-4458, 612-386-4458. You can check me out on the website, RileyDefense, R-E-I-L-L-Y, defense.com, or you can email me at MikeRiley at Yahoo.com. I do private lessons. We do have some classes scheduled, but mostly I like to do private lessons, and uh, we'll get you out there and safely introduce you to the firearms world and increase your skills unbelievable
1: ladies and gentlemen mike riley this has been a delight i might reconsider the yahoo address specifically <laughs> but hey, thank that, you for being on the it's show it's established yeah. old Had school man her. he's been around he knows the deal yeah. he's still alive it's yeah. good papa Giorgio has enjoyed this wow. time together thank you oh, good luck everybody I'm my oldest friends
0: will you see the way she walked hey brother pour the wine
2: Mike Riley, 421 right I was the first one That's true yeah, That's, true. A that's true original That's true that's <laughs> probably Mike
5: the other-